Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. TGIF, happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for kicking off your weekend with us here on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, good morning. Day of Reckoning is almost here. It is. You know what? <laughs> you, you smell something? I'm lost for the Cowboys. I, I'm smelling an NFC Championship game for the Dallas Cowboys for the first time in 27 years. Wait, wait. I smell something else. I... I'm, I'm smelling a Cowboys Super Bowl out there somewhere. Can know. you smell that? It's distant. But nah, I with all the rain that came in, I wiped that all, all the sins in there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Okay. All right. Keep on. Let's yeah. dive in, guys. We've got a ton place. to talk about with that game and the other ones unfolding this weekend. We will start, though. With the Cowboys' trip to San Francisco, Dak and Skip's team, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, we have been picking this matchup apart all week. Final prediction, who wins? Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in a very close ball game. I think both teams have very good offenses, very good defenses. I'll give the slight edge to Dak uh, at the quarterback position. A slight? Slight edge. Uh, I don't think he'll play as well uh, on Sunday. Um, as he played on uh, Monday night. Um, and I think the 49ers skill position players are a little better. When you do the totality of Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, uh, Kittle, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. I think that group is a little better than the Cowboys group. I think the offensive line is a push. I think the defenses are a push. Uh, both have outstanding young players. Uh, you look at Fred Warner, who's a little older player, uh, but he's still in his prime. You look at Diggs, you look at Parsons, you look at Bosa. So, Skip, I think the defenses are probably a push. Um, I think the uh, the slight edge to Dak in the quarterback position, although Purdy over the last five to six games have played better than Dak in the totality. But I do think Dak is a better, given his body of work, think he's a little better quarterback. So I think it's going to be a very, very close ball game. I like the matchup. Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn. Kyle was the offensive coordinator under Dan Quinn in Atlanta. They did have some success. They went to a Super Bowl. They did blow a 23, uh, 28-3 lead. Kyle knows him. Dan Quinn knows Kyle. So it's going to come down on that particular day. Who can come up with the one play or the one defense or the one offensive set that the other, t- the other party hadn't seen and been able to exploit that and make the one big play? So I took the, uh, uh, the 49ers in a very, very close ball game. I say 23-20, 49ers prevail and move on to the NFC Championship. 23-20. Yes. By the way, quick comment before I launch on this. Okay. I just saw that video, which I hadn't seen before. You realize that's Charles Haley dapping up Mike McCarthy? I never thought I'd see the day. Oh, I, I didn't see I, I, I think I, I, it I was. I, oh, that I, is. That, that is, is Charles Haley. Haley. That's, that's Haley. my man. Yeah. yeah. That's Charles Haley. Yeah. Five Super Bowl rings. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's him. What? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, Charles? <laughs> well, I guess he's blessing him somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, well, Charles you know, Haley was the ultimate winner to me. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. He wasn't just a winner. He, <laughs> he changed the dynamic well, in the NFC for a minute. All right. Speaking of Charles Haley, acquired by Jerry Jones mm-hmm. out of nowhere just before the season started in 1992, who was the catalyst and difference maker that turned a two-young Cowboy team into a Super Bowl champion. Right. 
I'm about to tell you why my Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game at San Francisco just the way his team won at San Francisco back at the end of the 92 season by the very same score, 30 to 20. Those Cowboys broke through when nobody saw it coming. They went out and they beat Steve Young and Jerry Rice at their own game. They outscored them 30 to 20. This was at Candlestick, obviously, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Levi. But it was still at San Francisco. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody believed the Cowboys could beat the juggernaut that that was the 49ers. And they shocked the NFL world that day, 30 to 20, on the way to a Super Bowl that they would win easily because Jimmy just announced to the team the first day they came back, we are going to beat the Buffalo Bills because it's a done deal because we're just better than they are. Right. Okay, well, it's possible if the Giants beat the Eagles, which I think is highly possible, we're about to talk about that in just a moment, Mm -hmm. that my Cowboys would then go on to an NFC Championship game at home over a team that they should beat to get to a Super Bowl against probably another team they shouldn't beat. But that remains to be seen. Here's the point about my Cowboys. All year long, I, I have told you again and again and again, this team is different because this team has legit firepower and star power and I told you it flexed its firepower again and again sort of early in the season into the middle of the season because I'm going to remind you of 40 to 3 at Minnesota I'm going to remind you of 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter albeit against the Colts but 33 to nothing is firepower I'm going to remind you 40 points they hung on the Eagles defense albeit against Gardner Minshew as the opposing quarterback but still He didn't play defense, and that day they scored 40 on the Eagles' defense. And I'm going to remind you that my team did beat Cincinnati and did beat the Giants twice, and those are all very impressive. But my team took foot off gas down the stretch, and it was pathetic to watch. It was horrifying to watch, and it gave me pause until CD kept saying, no, watch, we're going to flip the switch. Well, did they ever on Monday night? They against, flipped it. Against a bad team? Okay. You, you, I give you that. But that guy who plays quarterback for the other team is something – he's a force to be reckoned with in games like this. And we attacked him right out of the box, and we destroyed him. And we destroyed his team just the way I told you. The first words out of my mouth were, we did what we should have done. But how many times has my team not done what right. it should have done? Right. How many times right. have they done – Cowboy things, as you say. How many times have they played down to the level of the competition? This was Monday Night Football against a quarterback who was 7-0 against them. A team that had not won a road playoff game in 30 freaking years. Think about that. In 30 years, wearing the navy blue jerseys in which they had never, ever won a road playoff game because they are jinxed. And trust me, I lived through the early parts (laughs) of that jinx. All of that working against them all the way down to they were one and four this year on grass because they can't rush the passer on grass the way they can on turf. And what happened, Mr. Sharp? A tour de force happened. It was flexing Super Bowl firepower on Monday night football for all the world to see. And maybe Cowboy Nation overreacted. Maybe the whole nation overreacted. But but I don't think so. I, I think you saw what you saw. And I think you came in the next day saying, man, I don't know. That yes. that looked pretty great to right. me, right? They did that against a bad team. But if they okay. played that way, the way yes. they attacked the quarterback yes. and the way they moved the ball against a good, they still have an excellent chance. But okay. I like to think that the 49ers are a better team 
because okay. we saw the Florida Niners do a demolition job I, that I was more it. severe than hey, what the Cowboys did on the Monday night. They're a juggernaut. They are a juggernaut. They are loaded. And I, I will give you, if you start breaking it down position by position, you say, oh, God, the 49ers this and the 49ers that. Dak Prescott, you have said, has been middle of the pack Dak for most of his career. He is now at the end of his seventh season in this league. And you keep saying body of work. What does it tell you? It tells you he's a little above average, right? Mm -hmm. He had the game of his life at GOAT on Monday night. It felt like, weirdly, he came of age late in his career. Like at the end of year seven, he did what Matt Stafford did last year. I'm going to remind you, Matt Stafford a year ago was at the end of year 13. Mm -hmm. Think about that, 13. Yeah. Where had he been all those years? He'd been lost in Detroit. Yes. What had he been in Detroit? A turnover machine. Mm -hmm. He could spin it. He could wing it. He had a sensational arm. He, in fact, some people thought he had the best arm in all of pro football, including Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's and all their all their their arms. And yet, what happened last year? I don't know. The little light went off in the back of the psyche. Maybe thanks to Sean McVay putting him in his comfort zone. And all of a sudden, Matt Stafford did lead the league in interceptions last year. So did our guy, right? Tied for the lead. Yep. And, and had 15 in only 12 games. Right. Pretty horrifying. B bad signs everywhere. But all of a sudden, Matt Stafford in the playoffs took off last year and played just cleanly enough, albeit throwing the, the potential interception to Tart that hit him right in the hands. He's the no longer 49. He, all they had to do was catch it. All they had to do was catch it, and he's no longer 49. Right. Dak played not only the game of his life, but he played the kind of game that can launch a quarterback yeah. through the tournament, yeah. right? Yeah. And I love that about it, and I'm going to cling to that, and I'm going to believe that he will play close to that. He had a QBR of 97 right. in that game, for those who know 0 to 100. It, it's just off the charts if you, great. If you think about it, Skip, if you look at the difference in the game on Monday night, when Tom Brady made that mistake, a curse could have easily dropped it. Could and have. now you get another opportunity. I agree. Because they made him pay the ultimate price. What Tart, you mentioned in the championship game, he didn't make Stafford pay the ultimate price because if he makes that pick, it's over. The game's over. I There's agree. There's no more time to go. And so now all yep. of a sudden the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl I, I, instead of the okay. Rams. I got it. You're right. And if Brady gets like one more ounce on the ball and yeah. it barely is off his fingertips out of bounds right. off the end line, Okay, we might be having a different conversation because right. they were about to go up seven to right. six because of I'm going to get to my kicker in just a minute. Hope he doesn't kick me right in the stomach. But the point is, I've told you this all along. In the biggest of games, I like my team a little better on the road than at home. The, the home scares me because it's Jerry world. It's Jerry's palace. It belongs to Jerry more than the team. It belongs to the world more than the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't have a great home field advantage feeling to me. It's not like a place, oh, uh, we dread going there because nobody dreads going there because everybody goes there to play college championship games and Final Fours and fights yeah, and, 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 and concerts, yeah. right? They have it all there. They do. So it's the world stage, and it's not really theirs. Mm -hmm. And it will scare me a little bit if they do wind up playing a home playoff game for the NFC Championship game. But I'm ahead of myself. I'm just telling you, I'm – very content this game is at San Francisco because that game was at Tampa. Right. And we went down there and didn't bat an eye. Right. And this game is at a place where we have a long history of playing very well. Mm -hmm. we, I know we lost the catch game there, but we won this game in 1992. Right. And we've won other big games there. 
My point is, I, I don't dread this at all. In fact, I look forward to the, the opportunity to go to play them at their place. All right. Now, here's my biggest points to you. A year ago, in the first round of the playoffs, this team, with Jimmy G at quarterback, came to my place. And my team was not ready to play because my, my coach is the opposite of a motivator. Lately, he's not been getting in the way, and they've been motivating themselves. They need external motivation. They need pressure. They need fear factor of, oh, my God, we're on Monday Night Football. We might get embarrassed by the GOAT who's 7-0 against us. That, that's what motivates my team. This is an, oh, my God game. We're going to San Francisco. They've won, what's in a row? I've lost track. Are they 11? Yeah. Yeah, they've won 11 straight games, and, and they got, you talk about firepower, they got it at, to your points. They have it everywhere except quarterback, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But last year it was Garoppolo, who has a history of playing pretty big in big games. Well, he played pretty well in this game. But here's who didn't play well. Everybody I needed to play well did not. And I'm going to tell you, this, this, I'm going to give you, the blueprint here, the metallic blueprint for how you go beat San Francisco at San Francisco. What happened against San Francisco a year ago? Well, I look up and we're down 23 to seven. What? We didn't show up. We went into the fourth quarter. Heck, with nine minutes left in the game, we were still down 23 to seven. And we managed to fight back to, what was it, 23 to uh, 16. 16. Yeah, 16 it ended. Okay. But here's what happened. As usual, they, they tried to blast Zeke up the middle. So he he tries 12 times and gets a grand total of 31 yards. If they keep trying to do that, we're going to lose this game because the star has emerged, and that is Tony Pollard. And I told you yesterday, and we can fight about this, and we'll, we'll see because the, the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday. But I believe that Tony Pollard is a little better than Christian McCaffrey just because he's a little more explosive because he's a little bit faster. So what did he do last year? Help me out. He was... He, he was non-existent in the offense. He got four, four carries for 14 yards. Well, you can't do that or you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And he caught, where is Tony Pollard? He caught two balls for a grand total of 12 yards. You can't do that or you're going to lose. What happened to C.D. Lamb last year? Well, if you can explain this to me, you're way ahead of me because they threw him five balls, but they only got him one catch. It, it did go for 21 yards, but that's it. He got one ball for 21 yards in that game last year. Dalton Schultz. I he caught one pass for five yards. Are you sure it was 21? Um, that's what this says. One for 21. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Are you thinking of another game maybe? No, I thought he had. I okay. thought it was just. I've got the, the box from last year. He's one for 21. Okay. Okay. But the point is, um, Dalton Schultz, mm -hmm. he, he's the security blanket. He did what he usually does. He caught seven balls for 89 yards. So that was good. But that's when in doubt, Dak just goes to 86, right? Yes. Okay. So then my, oh, Micah, 11 from heaven. What did he do in this game last year? Again, he was a raw rookie, but it was his first playoff game. <sighs> he did have nine tackles. I'll give him that. But he had zero sacks, zero pressures, zero hits on the quarterback. Right. Okay, you're going to lose, right? right? The, those are, that's it for me. As long me. as he's not tackling the quarterback or the running back in the backfield, we're fine. He can okay. have 20 tackles. You, you can have it. down the field. I, I agree. Dak's QBR for this game was 32. So 97 at Tampa, right. 32 in this game. What's going to happen? You're going to be behind 23 to 7 mm -hmm. because your stars didn't star. Nobody flexed. Nobody. There, there's nothing in here that shows you that, that anybody I needed to rise and shine this Sunday right. rose and shone last year. None of them did. 
And yet it, it still came down to a late, you can call it empty calorie rally. You can call it a garbage time rally. But all of a sudden, Dak just sort of heaved a sigh and started heaving footballs to the right people at the right time. And here they came. And you remember how it ended. Dak took off on a 17-yard run. If we could please see this. He goes for 17 up the middle. But you got to get down faster because it's tick, 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 tick. And they just, I'm not going to blast the poor, what was he, the headlinesman? No, he's the umpire. Umpire. He's yeah, the umpire. He's yeah, he just couldn't get there. And, and Dak just ran too far. He ran about yeah, five yards exactly. too far. That's the problem. And he couldn't get through the offensive lineman. And we didn't get the snap off. So we got the ball down to the 24, and you could have had a mini Hail Mary heave yeah. to no, win the game. You could have a good throw in the yeah, end zone. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you would have a shot that the umpire can't quite get through to get set. And it was very close. It was like a split second yes. that they couldn't get it snapped, but they didn't get it right. snapped. So he didn't get the one throw that could have and, – and I told you the next day, that would have been a stolen game. You would have right. stole that because you didn't deserve to win it because of the numbers I just right. gave you. Okay, so Tony Pollard has to be, be put in the position to be a star. CeeDee Lamb has to be put in the position to be a star. Remember – Big targets last year went to Amari Cooper, 10 targets, and Cedric Wilson got 10 targets. Well, they're gone, obviously. So now it has to be C.D. and Dalton Schultz and T.Y. Hilton. I've called him a godsend. Maybe I overstated it. Maybe I put too much pressure on him. But he's made four Pro Bowls. Dak already trusts him because you know and I know he's going to be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. But but I think the biggest thing is, Skip, is that what Kyle Shanahan will do, he does a great job of putting – Trayvon Diggs doesn't like to tackle. Well, that's going to be a problem yeah. when you got Debo. That's going to be a problem when you play the 49ers because what do they do, Skip? They're so good run after the catch. Every last one of their receivers is outstanding at run after the catch. Yep. Debo might be one of the top two or three with okay. run after the catch. All right. You look at the running game, the, skip, the way they do it schematically. Yep. They put a lot of people in space. They do a lot of movement, and they're not afraid to hand the ball to Debo, Ayuk, Jennings. It they're does not. not matter. I agree. They'll even run the tight end around. They'll hand the ball to, to Kittle. Okay. Kittle is an extra offensive lineman when he's not going out for a pass. He's outstanding. He you is. check. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable at blocking. He is. And so now, so what do you do? They're going to try to find, they're going to move uh, uh, Michael Parsons up and down the line. But yep. I know one place he's not going to stop is on the, on the right, the defensive right side, the offensive left side, and that's Big Trent. Although he said two days ago, I welcome the challenge. What? I'm okay. sure Trent, that, that's, why right. he, that's why Trent's the highest paid offensive line yep. in football is because his job is to neutralize what, whoever that it may be, be it uh, uh, Miles Garrett, be it Khalil Mack, be it yep. Michael Parsons. Okay. So I think the thing is, Skip, what does – how does uh, uh, Kyle – how does uh, Dan Quinn – what does he do to neutralize what Kyle is trying to do, which is to get his playmakers in space, knowing that some of his guys are not outstanding tacklers or do not want to tackle in certain situations? So that's going to be the key. You better get them down, Skip. When they mm-hmm. catch the ball for six yards, yep. it better be six yards okay. and not 16. All right. Last year at Jerry World. They rushed for 169 yards to our 77. Right. They more than doubled our rush Correct. total. You're going to lose yes. if that happens again. That's the, the formula for disaster is that, getting doubled in rush yards. And some of them are, are run after contact yes. yards because they're hard to get on the ground. Right. Last year, the turnovers were one-to-one on an interception by each quarterback. Well, you, you can live, you can with, live that, with that, okay? But – the time of possession last year was 34 minutes for Jimmy G's offense to 26 minutes for Dax. You're going to lose. You have to flip that script. Right. We have to control the ball 
34 minutes by, if you want to do it by possession passes, converting on third down, a lot of Tony Pollard, maybe a little bit of Zeke here and there to convert third downs. You have to keep the ball away from them because they are too explosive. Well, third down conversion is going to yep. be key. I think yep. that's going to be the biggest key in the game, Skip. You look who, who has the 50% or close to the 50% or higher, that's who's going to win the game because now you keep the opposing team's offense off the field. Because I think the thing is you don't want either offense to get into a rhythm yep. because they can get on the roll on you and go get your 35. Because we saw what the Cowboys did and we saw what the 49ers did against Seattle once they got going, Skip. Okay. They just, boom. The game okay. was still like Seattle had a lead, and the next thing you know, boom, 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 and okay. it's, 41, it's 41 to 17 at one point. I got it. Now to the biggest X factor in this game for me. As beautifully, brilliantly as he's played so far, Brock Purdy is still the last yeah. pick in the draft, <laughs> and he's still playing in his first year, and he's played six games, and he's 6-0, and oh, and he's been Joe Montana Jr., but he's only played six games. And as Micah keeps saying all week, he hasn't seen us yet. And I love that because that's the God's truth. He hasn't seen this defense, and he hasn't felt this kind of heat because they will bring some heat and maybe some pain to him that he has not experienced. And what I've told you, I watched him for four years at Iowa State. He's not careful. He's a gunslinger, mm -hmm. and it's a scary combination to have a rookie gunslinger. He's not a game manager. Right. He doesn't know how to manage a game because it's not in his DNA right. to manage. It's in his DNA to be cocky, have some swag, and to fling it. Right. And sometimes it's a pass and a prayer, and he's going to throw you two or three that you could catch if you're ready to. Right. It's almost like the old Brett Favre syndrome, mm -hmm. but he's not obviously Brett Favre. But that's how he plays football. And Kyle and John Lynch have encouraged that. Just go because they say he's unfazed. Well, yeah, he's unfazed right. until he gets phased. Right. And then if he throws it to you two or three times, let's see how phased he starts to look. I think the thing is, Skip, the, the comparable offense that I can see, um, but I think this offense a little better is Jacksonville. And you see how Jacksonville, once they got their rhythm, they went up and down the field on your team. Yep. Now, obviously, the quarterback is a lot different, but you look at the skill position. You look at ATN, the success he had. Now you got Christian McCaffrey. You look at those receivers. Zay Jones had a monster day against him. Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, yep. Evan Ingram. Mm -hmm. That's a very similar as far as weaponry. Mm -hmm. Now, I think, the obviously, the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. But you see, once they got their rhythm, they went up and down the field on your team because you had a 27-10 lead. We did. And they went and got you. But I'm hanging on to the 27-10 <laughs> because that was Super Bowl-style firepower yeah. against a good team at their place. But you, okay. that, you do realize how they – now, how did you get – how did they end up coming back if you got a Super Bowl team? Your defense. Okay. They went and got, they went and got what, uh, 20 points against your defense. Right. But my defense led the NFL in takeaways, and yeah. I believe it will take it away. Okay. I believe that Brock Purdy is good for at least two turnovers, and I believe my defense is good for three. Mm -hmm. I believe Dak's offense is good for only one turnover. I, I think he'll play a relatively yeah. clean. I'll, I'll give Dak one interception. Oh, that's it. Okay, three to one. Yeah, that's it. Huh? That's the formula. That's it. Three to one. Now, your guy was pretty thirty high. to twenty. Your guy was pretty high up on that turnover meter, also. He was until Monday night. Yeah, yeah right? okay, okay. That's we what I just like. took off. Is that an aberration? Because I saw seven straight games where he had at least one. Nope. This okay. is going to be a trend through this tournament. <laughs> okay. And by the way, my kicker obviously kicked, yeah. did kick me in the Talk you know about what. They said that yesterday he became Money Maher again and started nailing kicks. I, again, nobody's in out practice? there. It's practice. 
practice. There you go again with practice. practice. Remember that walkthrough y'all had? No, no, no. You remember that walkthrough? Okay, but they said he did get it back a little bit, and I'm going to trust that, and I don't want to see Tristan Vizcaino in the game on Sunday at San Francisco. I still don't know why he was added. Listen, Money Maher didn't have a good year. He had a great year. Yeah. I believe he will get it back, and I believe he will be dependable enough to make extra points and a couple of field goals because we will need them. But we will slowly but surely show you we're just that good. I think my team is still being underrated and underestimated. That's what I believe. And I think you will come in here Monday and tell me, you know what? Once again, you were right. That's what you'll tell me on Monday. And then when you lose, you go, like, you go blame Mike McCarthy. You go ask for Jerry to, to, to Well, it depends how I lose. Nah, it don't depend. Lose, I, lose. I don't even want to talk about it because it's not going to happen. It is going to happen. We got this. I guarantee it. Okay. 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 <laughs> Monday morning is going to be an awful lot of it's fun for two of us. Absolutely again. miserable for one of us. I yeah. agree. Can Purdy keep his poise? And oh, which Purdy. defense gets takeaways? I think that's what yeah, this yeah, game yeah, comes yeah, down yeah. to. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk a little NFC East now. Eagles or Giants? Who represents? Yeah. That's coming up next. And then, of course, Joe Burrow. How far can he lead these Cincinnati Bengals? Mm -hmm. All that and more coming up next on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. The Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Giants tomorrow in an NFC East clash in the divisional round. Jalen Hurts and Philly, seven and a half point favorites in this one, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, who wins the third face-off this season between these two teams? Always tough when you face another team multiple times. I got the Eagles winning another close game, Skip. Um, what, what impressed me most about the Eagles was the last time they faced, excuse me, the Giants was the last time they faced the Eagles, Skip. With none of their starters playing, they played them all the way down to the wire. 
And with Eagles having everything on the line, they really could get no separation. I think it was 22-16 ball game. They ended up winning that game and winning the division and having the number one seed. But the Eagles' defense over the last month, month and a half of the season, Skip, I haven't been impressed with it. I haven't been impressed with their special teams all season long. And I think those are some of the things the Giants can exploit. But I just think the Eagles are a better football team. And at the end of the day, I think Daniel Jones comes back down a little bit. I think he's going to play well. The Eagles, one thing they need to do, Skip, they need to count for that man's legs now. Y'all just let that. Y'all cannot let this man just run around and just pick up half 50, 70 yards running the football because he's going to extend drives and he's going to stay on the field and put your defense at risk. But I just think the Eagles are a better team. I think Jalen Hurts having another week of, of, of rest to get that arm, uh, that shoulder healthy. I believe he'll be a little better than what he was the last time they faced this team. And uh, I got them winning a very, very close ball game. I'm going to say they win 27-23. I do remember what he did to the Giants in the uh, in MetLife Stadium. But I also watched the Giants with my own eyes last week, what they did to Minnesota. And Daniel Jones was phenomenal. He looked like the number one pick. He looked like a guy moving forward. You can build around. Those receivers that had been very, very average to mediocre all season long stepped up and played really well. Sa- Saquon was Saquon. And that defense led by Leonard Williams and, and, and Lawrence and, and, and Thibodeau, they played outstanding football. Mm-hmm. So this game is going to, believe, I believe, Skip, be a lot closer than what people think. And so I went uh, Eagles 27, Giants 23. I like your score, but I'm going to reverse it. I got 27-24 visiting team. I'm on the Giants bandwagon. You know how much I love me some Jalen Hurts, but I do not love what happened to Jalen Hurts down the stretch. Mm -hmm. I believe if he had not gotten hurt, he would have won the MVP. At least he should have won the MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. And it would have gone right to the wire. And I believe that you can't do it with stats, but just an overall impact on that franchise and that team this year, he was it to me. Mm -hmm. And now he's not it because... He's lost his way a little bit because it sounds like the shoulder is still banged up. So he lost his rhythm. He lost his momentum. He lost a little bit of swag. He doesn't look quite the same. They don't look the same because the defense actually got exposed by my my Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. 40 points that we scored on them. We got some short fields thanks to four turnovers that they basically gave to us, Mm -hmm. but, but four. But still... You gave up 4D points, 40 points. Yeah. They are vulnerable. They've had some key injuries. I don't know if Lane Johnson, I guess he's going to try to go, but I don't know how, how well he could play because, as you that's keep pointing out, that's a tough one, man. That's mm-hmm. a hard to fight through. And he he's key to the protection here. And I just don't know if – look – it's, it's the oldest bromide or cliche in sports. It's not who you play, but when you play them. Correct. Grammatically, it would be whom, but I don't like that word. It just sounds like you're, <laughs> being, you're being holier than thou. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like it. But not who you play, but when you play them. You're playing the Giants at the wrong time for you and because of them. Right. Because I'm not saying they're on fire, but Daniel Jones has shown you his maximum sort of peak ability. He's at the end of year four. It took a while, but the little light bulb in the back of his psyche, it also went off. Right. Went on, I should say. But against the Colts, albeit against the Colts, he had a QBR of 97 like Dax on Monday night. Again, it's the Colts, but I'm just saying they needed this. He needed this because – I think that was on the road too, wasn't it? 
I, I think it was at the Colt. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I think it yeah. was. Okay, but but the key is what you brought up. He ran 11 times for 91 yards. What? Yeah. I mean, that's like a running back. Yeah, you know, okay. And he scored two touchdowns running along with two throwing. And then he turned it right around at Minnesota where they'd almost won the game on, what was it, Christmas yeah, Eve? Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. And he, he throws for 301 at Minnesota. But more important, he ran 17 times for 78 more yards. He's their running game He now. almost doubled up Saquon because I think did. Saquon had nine rushes. Okay, so he has found himself. He's got a legitimate head coach who is a quarterback whisperer who has made him feel comfortable being him. What, yeah. what, what can you do the best? Well, I, I, can, I can run with it pretty right. well. Okay. You're 6'5", 230-ish, I guess. Well, we'll add, some of those okay. to the, we'll add some of those to the game plan. Then. Okay, well, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. And maybe I'll encourage you. Maybe I'll pat you on the back mm-hmm. and say, you know what? You're pretty good at this. Yeah. Maybe we should do it some more. One of the best things yeah. that he did, Skip, is that he's very decisive. Yeah. If one wasn't there, I'm gone. He'd go one, two, bye. It wasn't no uh, patting the ball and, and doing all this. He then like, look, make a decision. If he's not there, if he's not there, take off. And we'll live whatever happens after that. And he got going, and they didn't have a, they didn't have no they didn't have an answer. And it ended up costing Ed Donatel, and I know Ed Donatel because he's with me in Denver. He was oh, the DB, he was the DB coach on those two championship teams. It but it, it ended job. up costing him it his did. job because they had no answer. They had no checks for when he started running. Like, okay, we need maybe we need to have a spy yeah. to keep this guy from getting 10, 11 yards every time he takes off with the ball. But I've been very impressed. Now, uh, Lawrence, Skip Dexter Lawrence has been unbelievable. He's an all-pro. But he is going against one of the best, one or two best centers in all of football, that's Kelsey. That offensive line is really good. Now, Lane Johnson being out, Skip, if you look at this, they started the, the, the tailback once he got injured. And he yeah. got injured in the Cowboys game. He did. And they haven't looked the same offensively. They can't run it with the same conviction. No. And they definitely don't protect with the same conviction. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that bears playing out. And you, I can see Thibodeau lining up on that side yep. and trying to put pressure on the backup tackle if – uh, Lane Johnson can't go. But if Lane Johnson can go, how long can he go, Skip? Because like you said, if he got to tear in that abdominal, it's just the wrong move one way or another. And guess what? He coming up out of there. I don't know. So at the end of year four, Daniel Jones is all of 25 years of age. So he's still, I, I mean, it's like he hadn't even entered his prime right. yet in, in years. Right. So here he comes and there they go because they have Saquon. But to your point, Saquon's a home run hitter, but I never loved him between the tackles. And I don't know why, because he's got the stature and he's got the thigh power to obviously bang it up inside. But he's not great at that. But if you let him loose, there's once or twice a game he can hit home runs on you. So what they've started doing is do a little more read option with the two of them because one or the other can gash you. Yes. And and if they make you make a choice and you leave one of them free off the edge – you see, they made the pitch, Skip, because yep. they want to get him in space. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's let's get him, let him get ahead of steam, and let him pick a crease. Because, like you said, he's either he can either hit his head on the goalpost from anywhere. He he has elite speed. I mean, you look at a back like that, you look at him, Skip. He hits this hole, yep. bounces to the outside, and look at this. Ooh, ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> and and this was, that, was a, that was a power yeah. run. Skip, that's I, a defensive tackle that got him and tried to hold him out of his own. You're like, you can't do that. No. He just said, you can't keep I, – I, I'm not going to be denied. This is – I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of – when he was in college, Skip, he, he power clean 
Four five. No, I got it. I got it. He, <laughs> so he's probably at least a six hundred pounds. Remember squat. we had him on? And yeah, he, and he grew up boxing, and, and he's tough. his uncle. Yeah. His uncle's Iran no, Broccoli. No, 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 I got it. So, I got it. Okay, as you well know from all your years winning a whole lot of playoff yeah. games, in the end the injury gods just dictate the turn the outcome yeah. of the tournament. And right now they're they're kind of looking out of side eye at Philadelphia but they're embracing the Giants because it looks to me like the Giants have gotten just about completely healthy right, right on time. Yes. They've played this team again and again. They know this team. They're division the, rivals. They they're, know they're, each other. They're skill. not afraid of this nope. team, and they're not afraid of, of that stadium. They, nope. they know it. It's not like, oh, we don't know what's going to hit us between the eyes. They know exactly right. what's coming. Right. And I don't think they'll be in awe. I don't think they'll be overwhelmed. However – well, they can play. Right. They will hit right. their, their max because I, Brian Dayball's changed their life yeah. because yeah. They, they believe in him. He believes in them. And it has that, that momentum feel where I just think they are poised to go in there and win the game. I will be the first to admit and disqualify. I, I keep thinking, man, I could have an NFC championship game at home right. if they win this game. Yeah. Maybe that would be a bad thing because I just told you I don't love my team at home. But it would be the Giants at home. Could we beat the Giants a third time to, to get to the yeah. Super Bowl? I, I think we could. Do I like my chances there better than going to Philly? If Philly, Let's say Philly just romps and stomps the Giants. And let's say my team does manage to win the game at San Francisco. Could we go win at Philly? Well, sure we could. Yeah. But I'd rather try to beat the Giants at home. Yeah, I, I, I guess so, would. right? But it was, there's something to be said because, like, I've been very fortunate to, to in the playoffs twice, yep. have to play out a division opponent to, uh, to advance. You know, when I was in Denver, we had to go to Kansas City. And then yep. when I was in Baltimore, we yep. had to go back to Tennessee. You did. And Tennessee and Baltimore used to be in the same, the same division before they realigned. There was a bunch of teams in that division. And that game uh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. was one of the great battles I've ever right. witnessed. So, and so, you, Skip, you know what to expect. You know what they do. They know what you do. Now, let's see who can just do it better. Yeah, just Because it ain't, ain't no trickery. It no. ain't no one got these great plays. It's line up, button up, and let's go third up. Okay. So, in the end... I could be picking more with my heart than my head, but but I, I do think the Giants are going to win this game. I just have a feeling I'm going to go 27. You said 27-23, Philly. I'm going 27-24, New York football Giants. On to the NFC Championship game. Oh, yeah, Eagles. Eagles no. the 49ers. No. You, you <laughs> yeah, Eagles the 49ers. Yeah. Cry, Eagles, cry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's going to be a rough day. It's going to be a rough day for you. Uh, no, Sunday, no, no, it's not. Okay. I got this. Okay. I feel real good about it. It feels mm -hmm. like the Giants are getting hot at the right time. Certainly been a Cinderella season for them guys and Brian Dable. It'll be a great matchup. All right, let's talk a little Joe Burrow now and the Cincinnati Bengals. They're taking on Josh Allen and the Bills in Buffalo Sunday. The Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorites, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Of course, a ton of unquantifiable emotion in this game, too. Shannon, who walks away with the victory? Man, this is going to be a really good game. This might be the game of the weekend, although I think all the games will be you, really good. You know really what? This is really good. Yeah, this like is, all of them are yeah, good. They, they are. Go ahead. Skip, I think the thing is this game has the potential to be probably the highest scoring of the two. I got Buffalo winning a game. 
Um, uh, even though I, Josh Allen scares me at times, yeah. Because for whatever reason, Skip, he's got the bug where he like once he turns it over, he feels he got to turn it over a second and a third time just to make sure the first time was not an accident. And the one thing that you don't want to do against this Cincinnati Bengals team is turn it over because they normally do a pretty good job of catching in your mistakes. Mm-hmm. We saw what they did against Tampa. Brady got yeah, got careless with the bas- uh, the basketball, the football mm-hmm. in the second half of the ball game, yep. and a game that they were clearly in control of. It goes boom, 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 and the next thing you know, you're like, damn, what happened? Yeah. Well, you turn it over, they make you play the ultimate price for those mistakes. Yep. I'm going to take the Bills in a close ball game. I would like it a lot better if Von Miller was in this game, especially with all the linemen that's out. They're going to have a guy, I think, that started only two games in the starting lineup. They lost Lyle Collins, so they're probably going to be potentially down three offensive line yep. uh, starters they are. going up against Buffalo in that building. And it gets crazy loud in Buffalo. I think they play really well. Now, you got to get a handful because that three-headed monster outside with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, Although Boyd has, hasn't been, hadn't shown a whole lot lately, don't underestimate him because on third down he can be big. But those two outside guys, Higgins and, and, and Chase, Chase has, what, nine straight games of at least seven receptions, the fifth longest streak since the merger. Yep. Uh, Diggs, it, it, it's, it's just the, the firepower because they got great receivers on both sides. They got great quarterback play on both sides. The question is, what defense will make the one play that gives his team the give their team the extra possession and be the difference in the ball game. Mm. I say it's Buffalo. I say they win a very high scoring game. I'm going 34-30. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. <sighs> I disagree with your conclusion <laughs> and with your size of score. Okay. I'm going lower scoring. I'm going 23 to 20, but I'm going visiting team. You don't think they ought to go get 20 those two offenses? Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think it's going to be one of those cold, hard-fought, down-to-the-wire type games, okay. and it's going to be lower scoring than you think. If Von Miller were healthy and, and wreaking havoc, I would have to go with the Bills. To your point, Joe Burrow has lost one offensive line starter each of the last three games. Mm-hmm. One, one, one. And all of a sudden, you're down to two-fifths of your starting offensive line that, as you recall, was completely rebuilt after last year when Joe Burrow was sacked by far the most in the regular season and by far the most in the postseason. Here we go again. But do they have other firepower enough to rise up the way Vaughn did? Listen, Vaughn Miller... I, I'll be the first to admit, I did not see him coming out of college because right. I watched him a lot at Texas A&M, and I never saw that. Right. And John Elway, to his credit, did see that. Yes. John couldn't pick quarterbacks, but he picked <laughs> that guy, and, and that guy was something yes. to behold. Yes. Because there, there, there are two things operating with Von Miller. Not, not only is he gifted with all the spins and all the moves, but the bigger the game, the bigger he plays. Yes. It, it's just wherever he's he – a big game hunter. Hey, he's just a big game hunter, and the bigger the better. Mm-hmm. All the way to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. last year. I mean, he he, he put them over the yeah. top. He, Go back and look at the AFC yeah, Championship game yeah. against New England. Yeah. Look at the NFC Championship yeah. game last uh, against San Francisco. Look at the, the, uh, the look at the Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers. Look at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's what he does in big games. He will show up. Yeah, and <laughs> when I, when I watch him play, he plays small to me. He he, he looks smaller, but I ran into him at the golf course. It's been a couple of months ago. He, he's a big man. Oh, from waist down, from waist Ooh. down, he's got. Yeah, he got a trunk. He, oh, yeah. Okay. Just give the thing that makes him. I, I think why John fell in love with him, and I talked to John about this. He said he was the closest thing he'd ever seen to Derek Thomas. Ooh. He could bend like Derek. Derek could be parallel to the yeah. line, 
He had this Gumby-like flexibility. This is Gumby. This is what it is. <laughs> and so that's what that's what, he, that's what you got to be able to do. You got to be able to bend. Okay. He's not there. God bless him. Nope. Joe Burrow is something to me. I, you think Mahomes is the best. I think he's the best. He's a magician to me. And weirdly enough, no matter how little protection he has, he still manages to pull it off. And right. I don't know how because it's, it's close to magical to me. It's, right. it's miraculous because I would say he's the closest thing of the young quarterbacks to Brady. Right. But he's the opposite of Brady because if you put Brady behind a bad offensive right, line, no, no, you no, see yeah. what happens. You could, Bra- okay. Brady would have played like three games behind okay. Cincinnati's right. offensive okay. line. And he just hangs in there and he takes his shots and he almost relishes the yeah. shots. It's like he, he's told that story. He saw Brady, this is a long time, when he was a kid. You know, he watched Brady get rocked. And jump right back up because right. one thing, Brady, you, you have to jump up. Yeah, you yeah, have to show him I, I'm uh, right. I'm bloody but but unbowed, right? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go again. Let's call another play, and that's what Joe Burrow does. And he's not afraid of the Bills at Buffalo. And I don't believe it's if it comes to this, he's not going to be afraid of Mahomes at Mahomes because he went there last year in the AFC yeah. Championship game and beat him. Right. And he's three and zero against Mahomes. And I think he savors the opportunity to beat Josh Allen at his own game at his house. And then if it comes to it, Mahomes at his house. So to your point, he does have three weapons that are in concert. They're, they're just just when you it's like putting fingers in the dam, you know, like, like yeah. you think I plugged that one. Oh, wait, there's another. Oh, he found another and, one. And Hayden Hurst is a solid yeah, tight end. He's a solid tight end. And, and the, the, that little Trent, uh, what's his name from Stanford? Yeah, uh, he, he's yeah. not bad either. So the point is. They have weapons. They have a three-headed monster at receiver, and they have a two-headed monster at running back because right. both of them can crush you. Yes. They can pound and punish you. And I just like the mix of this, and I like Cincinnati's defense because it, it's opportunistic. You saw what happened. Yeah. Tyler Huntley tries to, to go up over the top, and all of a sudden Sam Hubbard has the football, and he's right. running the length of the yes. field. So that's what they do. They make plays like that. And Josh Allen, to your point, against Miami, he made some sensational off-the-charts throws that nobody else can make this side of Patrick He Mahomes. kept Miami in the game, but ultimately he, he ended up finding a way to win he it. He found a way to win it, but he threw two picks, and you're like, what? And then he fumbled, and then he fumbled, and he fumbled, he fumbled three times, and one of them got returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's going to give the Bengals those sort of opportunities. Can they cash? Can they catch the ball when it's thrown to them? I, I believe they will. I believe they'll win the turnover battle, and I believe that Jamar Chase – is is a big game stud. Yeah, yeah. And and again, he's been saying all week. He says, "Look, I'm a humble guy, but if you ask me the question, I am the best." And it was a hell yeah, I'm the best. Right. Okay. You love Justin Jefferson. I don't know why. I love Justin Jefferson's ability. And when he gets going, he gets going. You want to talk when he gets some momentum in a game, right. he becomes unstoppable. But there are so many games, I wrote down three from this year, where he just sort of disappears. If he doesn't get get an early catch. Well, that, that's on the quarterback. Yeah. If you notice one thing, Joe Burrow's going to get Jamar Chase he, he the ball. Just, he just those, is. Those top receivers and yeah. uh, Kirk Cousins and, and, and Kurt had a great, had, a, had an unbelievable season. Kurt because he is Kurt. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 ain't, he ain't five chains. He ain't first cousin. <laughs> Thank you. But it seems to me, Skip, like with other guys, they're like, oh, that's my guy. I'm going to get him the ball. Yep. I don't care if they got two guys on him. Cousins will look at like, oh, let me go to the check down. Like the last play of the game, on a fourth and eight, you check it down to a three-yard route. The man told you to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. And if Jefferson was triple covered, Osborne or somebody else or Thielen had to be single covered. Okay. But you take the check down. The like, last... you, like you in week three. 
That's the guy. That's 33rd Cousins. That's what he does. <laughs> I, 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 I got it. But there are many times when in doubt, he just threw it to 18 somewhere out well, there. Well, he did in know? Buffalo. I know. He just Give threw me it. Give me that fourth down here. I, it, it, okay. But then I look at these games. Remember, Dallas went up there and beat yep. it 40-3. He got five targets and caught three balls for 33, and I couldn't remember one of right. them when the game was over. At Green Bay, when they got blown away, he had five targets and caught one for 15 yards. That was a big game for them, remember? A big, bigger game for Green Bay. But then against the Giants in the playoff game, he got nine targets but caught seven for 47, and it was a quiet 47 right. that didn't seem to have that much impact on the game. Jamar Chase has impact yeah. because Joe Burrow knows – He's the man. Yes. The, the other two are really good. Right. But the the solar system in Cincinnati revolves around Jamar Chase because he is going to come up big. Right. He's going to rise above people to make catches. I just like his intangibles as well as his tangibles. Skip, let's not short. Let's not sell the Bills receivers. No, I'm not. With Diggs, Diggs and listen, Davis. Hey, Stephon Diggs. And I, I that just tight end Dawson Knox. Yeah, I know. I, I got it. I see it. I, I do think Cincinnati's running game is a lot better. It's, it's, it's a look, I was just going to say. Well, the running game, the Buffalo's running game is Josh Allen. Yeah. That's their running game. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> to a fault. But I, I hear what you're saying. But I just think it's going to be lower scoring and that Joe Burrow is magical enough that he will make two or three throws to put them in position to win this game 23 to 20. Okay. What, whatever the score is, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. You're betting on Josh Allen right. against Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and I think that's a mistake. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't factor in the weather, so hopefully it's, it, 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 no, it's going to be cold, but hopefully it's not any precipitation, rain or sleet, anything like that. If it's not, the, the score, the number's going to be up there, Skip, because I don't think, I don't think any, either one of these teams has outstanding defense. I think they both yep. have opportunistic defense. Yep. But I like Gabe Davis and I like Stephon Diggs against Eli Apple and Taylor Britt. Okay, I do like that matchup. Okay, last point I'll remind you of before DeMar Hamlin so unfortunately went down Mm -hmm. and that game was obviously correctly stopped and ended, Cincinnati was starting to have its way. That was at Cincinnati with Buffalo, but it was just just a few weeks back. Yeah. They were up 7-3. to Each team had had a possession. They were up 7-3. to It was 5.58 left in the first, and they were driving because obviously he had just completed a pass to T. Higgins. So I, I think you saw another little taste of, that, that Cincinnati's just a little better than Buffalo. And, and I think they would have gone on and prevailed. I think Josh Allen's legs might be the difference in the ballgame. Could be. If, if, you, yeah, now, you know, Skip, now you know they're going to have at least three design runs for yeah. him. And then he escapes the pocket. And he's as big a man as he is, he'd be moving. For a man his size, Skip, he's got to be like 6'6", six, 6'5", six, 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 But he's huge. He's got to be 250, 255. I, I was going to say 250 for sure. <laughs> He's big boned. Yeah, he's a big he'll be, man. yeah, he'll be, he'll no, big no, man. He's very athletic for his size. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. I got Joe Burrow, and you're betting against Joe Burrow, and that's a mistake. Then I, I bet, I'm betting with the Bills. I'm okay. not betting against uh, Joe Burrow because okay. I know what Joe Cool got can do. Okay. Good luck to you. Okay. Okay. These two teams are a combined 17-2 and two since October, guys. Pretty yep. impressive. I will say the Bengals have a plus. Seven turnover differential. That could be a difference maker come this weekend. Mm -hmm. All right, Shannon, let's talk a little bit about Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh Mm. They're going to be able Uh to get back to that AFC Uh championship game? That's next on Undisputed. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the biggest favorites of this weekend. They come in at eight and a half point favorites. They will face off against the surging Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. That huge comeback win last weekend. But KC did already beat the Jags earlier this season, 27-17. Now it's round two. Shannon, who wins this one? I took the Chiefs, but Skip, I don't think that I don't think they're going to cover. Um, the Jags are a lot different team than they were when they faced them um, a few months back. Um, and the, ja- the Jags have confidence that they can come, da- come back from any deficit. We've seen them come back from nine against the Ravens and win, 17 against the Raiders, 10 against the Cowboys, 10 against the Titans, 27 against the Chargers. But the Chiefs, I believe, are, are a different animal. What, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. One of those two losses came at Arrowhead in Week 10, 27-20. Uh, 27-17, excuse me. And the Chiefs had almost 500 yards of offense with three turnovers. Um, they're going to have to do a better job of protecting the football this go-around. I believe they do that. And, Skip, I think that and, and Patrick said it. Uh, he said, I'm expecting a much different version of the Jags than what we saw then. They're a much better team. They're a much more confident team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think their confidence was kind of a little waning a little bit. And once you start to have success, you start to believe, and you go out there with an expectation of winning. And I, I do believe that they expect what Dougie P has been able to do for this team and the confidence that he's instilled in this team, they're going to be, they're going to be a lot better. And, and this year, when offense was when scoring was down, the Chiefs led the league in scoring, and they scored their most points since 2018. Yep. That just goes to show you the greatness of this of Patrick Mahomes and this offense. And Andy Skip, we know what Andy does when he has an extra week to prepare for you. He normally is unbeatable in this situation. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in another high-scoring game. I'm going to say Chiefs 31, Jags 27. Okay. But you do have a big cover there because it's eight and one half. No, that ain't no cover. 31-27. Um, no, I'm saying the, the, the Jags Oh, yeah, yeah, cover, the Jags right? covering. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you think it's close. I do. I think this is going to be too close for comfort for you on Monday morning when we return to these chairs. (laughs) You are all about my homeboy. I think he's going down. I'm going Jaguars. Ah, upset. I'm going Trevor Lawrence just because there's something about him. We keep talking about quarterbacks who are coming of age right before your very eyes. Well, 
He's the most gifted of all of them. He's right up there with Mahomes or Josh Allen, whoever you want to throw in there, because he's 6'6", <laughs> 230-ish. Yes. He can also run with it. Yes. He can really throw it. And he has a weird sort of arrogance about him that comes from the fact that we went back and forth debating before the draft. He, he didn't really prioritize football in his life. He talked about how the other things just as important, if not more important than football. Mm-hmm. You've made the point that it seems like lately football has become his priority. Yes. But I don't think it's be all and end all for him, which is why he doesn't put too much pressure on himself for games like this. And after he threw four interceptions against the Chargers, most kids would just come completely unglued and go in the proverbial tank. Yes. He did not. He did just the opposite. He was like merciless, cold-blooded assassin, and they didn't get handed any party gifts at all. Right. There was nothing. It, nothing was handed to him. Right. He just said, no, I, I, I got this. The Chargers didn't give them turnovers. No, uh-uh, not at all. I got this. I got this. And he just tracked them down. It, it was some cold-blooded football killing to me by a quarterback where he just kept saying, well, I, I, I'm, I'm just fine because I, I'm, I'm better than you. Right. And I do have Zay Jones, and I do have ETN behind me, and I got Christian Kirk, and I got Marvin Jones, and I got Evan Ingram. I don't know what – he's like a blast from the past, yeah. but he's come way back to yes. life. And that team is a dynamo team. It's a buzzsaw team. I got to watch it up close and personal that day against my Cowboys when it looked like we had flexed our Super Bowl star power and firepower, and we're up 27 to 10, and you know the rest of the story. Well, they, you just made you just listed. They've been doing it to everybody. Yep. They've done it six straight times. They have won their last six games. And if you just look at pro football focus grades over those six that six-game stretch, they're grading this guy fifth best in the league, and they're over the same stretch. Patrick is, is graded ninth. He's been pretty good, right. but just pretty good. And now we're back to Andy Reid is invincible, unbeatable, coming off two weeks. And they did get two weeks. So they're going to be healthy and happy and all, all the above. And it's at a place that's a hard place to win because you know it very well. Mm-hmm. But you won there, right? I did. I did, absolutely. You, you won several times I won there. a lot of games there. Okay. Yeah. So it's doable. Yes. I saw Joe Burrow go in there and win a game. And the beauty of this match for this for number 16 in the white jersey over here right. is that he, he got to go there. Right. In his second year, he got to go and see it and feel it. And, mm-hmm. and yep, Kansas City was better that day, yeah. 27 to 17. But he did some good things. Right. Patrick did some great things in that game. And yet, 16 knows, I, I, I was okay up there. You know, I, I did okay up there. And I think their team is going to go in there with high confidence because th- they've been coming back on good football teams. Yeah. The Chargers, I mean, the, the, uh, Ravens, the yeah. Ravens are a playoff team. The yeah. Cowboys are yeah. a playoff team. Yeah. They knocked the Titans out of the they playoffs, did. and the Chargers were a playoff team. They were. So it's not like yeah. they were just coming back teams that was like seven and ten. Yeah, these are really good teams. That I mean, they beat. You, you loved the Chargers before the yeah. season because you should have because they're good. Yeah, they got they got a lot of talent. I'm not a big fan of the head coach, yeah. and he's still there, and that's their problem. Mm-hmm. But there's something that's missing in the the intangible category with the head coach and the quarterback. Right. But but they're capable. Oh, and, yeah. And if you spot them 27 to nothing. That you, should be you, more than enough. You would think so, but it wasn't because these guys exploded on them 
And it, it was, <laughs> it looked to me like weirdly effortless, where to me, they announced their coming of age, right. where they said, no, no, we're, we're this good. Right. So I don't think Kansas City is great on defense because they're there's not. not. They would give, I mean, they give up, um, they were giving up 24 points before the bye week eight, and then now they give up five fewer points, which is 19. So, yep. you know, they're not great. But they did sack. They did sack Lawrence five times got last time. Chris Jones had an outstanding he game, did. and he's he's big time. Yes, he is the key to this game. Yes, can you keep him upright and and fairly clean? And I think they'll do a better job of it because, look, I, I'm still unsure how Doug Peterson got fired in Philadelphia. I'm unsure because he won the Super Bowl yeah. with the backup quarterback. How would he pull the fast one? Uh, on him? Well, I guess he did. I, I still don't get it. And I, I got nothing against Nick Sirianni because yeah. Jalen Hurts has changed life. And yes. it, it went in a great new direction. I got might, it. And Sirianni might be coach of the year. He just might be. But the point is, Doug Peterson is really good he at is. what he does. And I think he's put that young man in a new comfort zone where he's like, okay, okay, I got it. And it's the same thing with Brian Dayball. You, you take a young quarterback and you whisper him into the right places where, hey, you, you realize – you're really good at this. Right. You, you get this. Now, he's had a foot problem. They keep listing him as questionable every week. But, but he, yeah, because he, he keeps foot, putting foot. I know he's, he's kicking people so hard <laughs> yeah. in the butt that, that he's hurting. You got his your cowboy. You got your started off with, this is where you start off with the Ravens and uh, then the Raiders and then yep. got your Cowboys. Okay. I just think he can move the football up and down the field against Kansas City. I think he can match Patrick throw for throw, and play for play. Not spectacular play for play, because he doesn't do spectacular. He just makes plays. And he's so so gifted, it looks to me kind of effortless. Right. I think the thing is, Skip, the the thing when you play Mahomes, you know you're going to have to score. Sure. But you can't settle for threes. you got to score seven. No, you have to score. And Doug Peterson is a go-for-it guy. Oh, oh, you know, Doug and Pete going to go for it. Hey, the 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 fourth down on the Philly shuffle. I mean, the Philly special, excuse me. And then last week, to, to put the game, hey, no, nah, yeah, we going for it. Yeah, and that play that he called on fourth and one yeah. that went for 25 yards, it's, it's the old, it's, it's just the T formation to me. And, and they just said, we're going to line up in T, we're going to put ETN at left right. halfback, and, and he's going to follow the two back blockers to the right, and he's going to get the edge, and he went for 25 yards and set up the, the game. Game winning field goal, yep. Well, that was from Dougie P. And there was a game earlier where he just went for two to win the game. Just say Jones against the Ravens. He just said, no, I'm, we're going to yeah, go yeah, for we, the yeah, throw. We got, yeah, we okay. got, the, we got the momentum. Right. We're going for it. Okay. So their confidence is, is rising to the point. They're a very dangerous foe, wrong place, right time for them mm-hmm. at, at Arrowhead. Yeah. So I, 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 I smell the upset here. I'm going to go 30 to 29, some shootout, crazy, okay. wild ending, kickers involved. Right. But I'm going to go 30 to 29 visiting team right. Jaguars. We're both going high score and we just got different teams winning. We got different teams winning, yet you, you, you are acknowledging this is going to be a battle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, there, there's no blowout no, potential. No, here. ain't no it covering yeah. no eight and a half. No, I, I'm with you, except I got the score reversed. That's okay. But for your sake, I hope my homeboy's still in the playoffs come Monday. Oh, he will be. Uh-huh. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Have you ever known him not to make to the AFC Championship game? No, but I've okay. known him to lose several okay. AFC Championship games. He was a baby then. First of all, he was a baby. Last year, he, he was baby. not a baby. He just got out the bottle. He just yeah. got the bottle. He couldn't even walk straight. Well, was he still a baby last year and Joe Burrow baby? He was in a, he was in a walker. He was in a walker when he lost to Tom Brady. Really? Okay. Bro, bro, Burrow got him. Burrow got him. Good. Yeah. 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 
I'm afraid Trevor Lawrence is going to announce to the world, I have arrived. Oh, we don't, we don't do no more announcements. <laughs> you already know who we are. He's already there. Yeah, we already here. We hear you. <laughs> okay, for your sake, I hope that team is still alive come Monday. We're going to be alive. Where yeah. are we going? Yeah, because I hope you show up Monday. Oh, I'll be here. Uh-huh. I might be in Kansas City Depending on who wins <laughs> and who loses, you two better keep your phones on this weekend. He, he, don't, he, don't, he don't have no call. He pretend like, well, I was on the, I was on the treadmill. I was try to do it. I was on the treadmill. You I need, you need something. Yeah, I call. Yeah, I need something. I, I need you to answer the phone. That's what I need. Yeah. Every time I've tried to answer the phone on the treadmill, I've wiped out. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Skip, no. please. We need you here. Thank you. All right, guys, let's just say that the Chiefs do win. Andy Reid would tie the great Tom Landry for the second most playoff wins in well, NFL history. Should that happen? Look at that. Look at, look at him. Andy. Big Ray going to do that. All right, guys. <laughs> let's get to some other NFL news when Undisputed comes back after this break. Yeah. Yesterday, we started discussing the fallout after the loss Ooh. to the Cowboys for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Byron Leftwich, we will give you the very latest coming from the Bucks facility on the other side of this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yesterday, we started breaking down the news about Byron Leftwich being fired as the Bucks' offensive coordinator. Now we've learned that five other coaches on staff have also been let go, and three others, including QB coach Clyde Christensen, have decided to retire. All right, Shannon, does this change your opinion about the situation in Tampa at no, all? No, no. Uh, I, I thought everybody told me Tom Brady doesn't need no coach. That's what I've kept hearing all the time. Tom Brady is the coach. Tom Brady's the coach. Let Tom Brady call the plays. Let Tom, Tom did so good. You remember the two minutes when he was just calling all the plays? Now, all of a sudden, still, at some point, people, can we acknowledge that Tom didn't play well? We keep talking about they couldn't run the ball. Skip, did you know the year they won the Super Bowl? I think they were 29th in rushing. Mm. They ran the football so well, but they were 29th in rushing. They happened to be 32. Mm. Uh, hold on, let me get this right. And 20, uh, they were 20, they were tied for 28th in 2020. Mm. There was 26th in 2021. There was 32nd in 2022. Mm. In 2019, there were 24th. Mm. So they really never had a top 20 rush offense. Mm. The year before Tom got there and throughout Tom uh-huh. tenure there. But th- hold on. So what player did Byron Leftwich ask for? Mm. So it was Byron Leftwich's fault that the offensive line got hurt and the player that they replaced him with, he didn't draft those players, mm. but we're going to put that on B. So who reached out to Julio Jones? And Julio couldn't stay healthy this year. Who, tra- who uh, signed Russell Gage in the offseason? That's Byron Leftwich's fault. Because I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, Tom welcome Russell Gage? Didn't he like, oh, we got Russell. I'm not sure about that. I know he reached out to Julio for a fact. The problem that I have, and I said yesterday they won three straight division titles. I misspoke. Mm. The first year, New Orleans won the division title. Yeah. They were the wild card. They were the wild, and they went on the road, and they did that. But they won two division titles with Byron Leftwich mm-hmm. calling the plays. Yep. They won a Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich. And in that tenure in which they won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady played extremely well. Mm-hmm. 
Byron Leopard didn't get no credit. That's Tom Brady, the greatest of Tom Brady. They never gave Byron Leftwich credit for calling those plays in the Super Bowl. But the moment Tom falls off and he doesn't play like he played in his previous two seasons, mm. Byron Leftwich got to go. Now, yeah. I don't believe this is all about that. I think there's some things that when B.A. got kicked upstairs, Byron Leftwich probably wanted to get an opportunity to get uh, an interview for the head job, and they went ahead and handed that thing to him. Mm. Um, some of, some, from what I hear is that, you know, his kind of attitude changed. He's like, oh, you know what? <laughs> hey, friendly, this worked. Mm. I'm going to treat all y'all like work. And we've all been there before. Mm. But, Skill, this, this notion here that we're going to put all of this on Byron Leftwich and mm. all the, No, 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 no. Can we at least knowledge? Mm. Because all we do is talk about all oh, the offensive line. That ain't B's fault. Mm. He's the offensive coordinator. He didn't draft one player. He didn't sign one player. He doesn't get to decide who plays and who doesn't play. Mm. But you know what? Tom didn't play well this year. Let's not acknowledge that. Let's put that on the offensive coordinator and the offensive. What about layout? What about layout Lenny? You kept telling me layout Lenny. Playout Lenny. Mm-hmm. Come on, Skip. Mm. Mm. The, 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 the numbers speak for themselves. But hey, hopefully the man lands on his feet. Somebody gives him an opportunity. But this is what I want to say to all black coaches: don't you turn down no job. <laughs> Because the likelihood of you getting another opportunity is not very good. Byron Lipwich had an opportunity to be the coach at Jacksonville. Mm. But because they would not let him bring his general manager, they wanted to keep David uh, Caldwell there. And now, what's the likelihood mm. of B getting a, job, a head coaching job, Skip, after mm. getting fired? We don't get that. We, don't, can't, we, we can't beat Doug Marone. We can't resign a job. We mm. can't beat Josh McDaniels. Or we can't take our name, our name out of running. Yeah. Don't do that. Go take that job. Yeah. So to your point, to the point you just made, Byron Leftwich was getting a ton of credit through last season because Jacksonville was giving him so much credit, they were ready to offer him their head coaching job. That's how much credit he got. No, no, no. Think about it. Think about it. The Jacksonville Jaguars loaded with talent, loaded with number 16 at quarterback and ETN coming off injury at running back. Loaded, ready to go. I just picked him to win at Kansas City. Byron Leftwich was about to get that job, and he declined. He pulled his name out of the running because he didn't like the front office. How much credit did you give him? Yeah. Because you told I, me. I loved him. No, I loved him. Hold on, no, no. You said Tom Brady went in a pandemic year and what? You didn't mention anything about Byron Leftwich because he was calling those plays in that pandemic year. You said Tom. Well, everybody else. Oh, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. Times 100. Okay, then, okay, okay. Then, so why did he lose his job? What are you talking about? Why did he lose his job? If he's the greatest quarterback about? ever, why did he lose his job? No, okay. other, hold on. Well, no, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. Did, did Tom Brady not take over a 7 and 9 team, right? Who was calling plays for that 7 and 9 yeah. team? Byron so let me ask you a question. How many uh, I coordinators? Think Bruce Arians called a bunch of them. How many coordinators in Tom Brady's tenure have gotten fired? Name one. How many quarterbacks could go in and take a seven and nine team in a pandemic See? year where you can't practice? How many could do it? He called them. Who, so I just want to know who's the offensive coordinator called no plays in that pandemic year. Well, sure he was. Okay, then, yeah. so so if Tom okay. Brady played well, right? Well, Tom Brady played well, right? Played great. Okay, so did he play great this year? Yeah. He did? Did, did Tom, Tom Brady play great this Is it my turn now? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm about to go. Okay, go okay. ahead. All right, thank you. It came across yesterday 
that the news broke. It was Byron Left which, who got fired, and I was the under the impression he was the only coach who got fired because the story was broken because he was by far times 10 the biggest name of those who got fired. Yes. yes. But because of that, I accepted that he was the solo scapegoat, that somehow management scapegoated him just because when you go 8-10 and 10 with Brady at quarterback, you have to tell your fandom something. You have to give them, throw them a bone, and it felt like he got scapegoated. Brady didn't play okay. well. That's the okay. bone I threw. All right, okay, but somebody has to go. Look, look across the league right now. Oh, yeah. Donatel. It's how they do business. Yeah. They have to give them somebody. So let's let's give them the defensive coordinator. Let's give them the offensive coordinator. Everywhere I look, some coordinators are going down like crazy. Right. It's the way business is done because it's PR. Well, he's – expendable he's disposable because he's just the coordinator and the head coach saves his job see brandon staley what did they do they, they, they threw it they threw they threw the uh, coordinator and, and the uh, quarterback, quarterback coach, coach. okay they're going okay it's just the way this business works right. okay but then i hear later in the day wait a second are you kidding me todd bowles is signing off on cleaning house there are eight other coaches gone on top of of Byron, of the coach, Byron Leftwich. Eight more coaches are out the door because you can't tell three retired, but you can't tell me they were eased. Exactly. They weren't eased into retirement because right. Clyde Christensen has been there forever. He was Brady's guy. Well, it sounds like that's the first big sign. Brady ain't coming back through right. that door. Mm -hmm. Okay, so eight are gone. Todd Bowles is still afloat as the head coach. Right. That's great by me. I'm a big fan. Right. But but surely he had to sign off on this, right? Well, they they probably said, Clyde, you need to make some well, changes to your staff. Okay, so he did. And this is a house cleaning, yeah. the likes of which I can't ever remember happening before unless you're going to change coaches. If if Todd Bowles got fired and in comes uh, Sean Payton oh, yeah, or whoever it is, yeah, you, then, then you wipe all of it out right. because Sean Payton or whoever, it's, I'm just doing hypothetical, would want to bring in a whole new staff. Oh, he yeah. might keep, he would interview, you know. Right. And he might keep the running back coach or the receiver right. coach or whatever. Right. He might mix and match two or three. Right. But usually this is what happens when you right. change the head coach right. out. What is going on here? I don't right. know. Yeah, they fired Todd McNair, uh, who's yeah. the running back coach. And I know Todd. Yeah. He played a lot of years in, uh, yeah. in Kansas City. He's the running back coach. He just won a lawsuit against the NCAA, Skip. With that. But yeah. I don't really know what they wanted him to do. With okay. that running game today, right. Skip. Okay. So you talked about the pandemic year in the Super Bowl. How different was the offensive line this year? Well, it was completely different. It was utterly different than that offensive line. It's going to change, yeah, right? But that wasn't Byron okay. Leftwich. Okay, I'm, I'm saying I never, I never said a peep about Byron Leftwich because I'm a fan of his. Was Gronkowski there this year? Well, he tried to come back, but he wanted more money, and then he said yesterday, my heart really wasn't in it. You know how that goes. Your heart's not in it. You were, you were it, predicting it. it. That's what I said. That's okay. a skip. Uh, I don't okay. Know if he... okay, so he called and they talked and it didn't happen. Right. And Brady's kind of left out there with two rookie tight ends and they're okay, but they're not this guy. No, okay? no, no. Antonio Brown, for all of his faults and all of his issues, he's really good. He was really good with Brady because Brady loved him. Brady fought for him to be at New England and fought for him to be here. And he helped him. He came eight games into the season, and he, down the stretch, he was the most targeted of the receivers. Mm -hmm. Well, he blew himself apart at the end of the year yes. last year, and then that was the end of him. So you're down Gronkowski and A.B. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I thought Julio could maybe take up some slack, and right. he couldn't stay healthy, right. but you called it. You predicted it, and I said, okay. All right, so what did I see with, with left, which, and, and I don't know the inner working, so I can't comment on this. All I know for sure is I do know this for a dead solid fact 
they badly want Brady back, and they're not condemning Brady for what happened. I'm sure some of the fault they did. Okay, give. how okay. much blame are we going to place at Brady's feet for wanting Bruce Arians removed as the head coach all, and bubbed upstairs? All. Okay. I told you that yesterday. Okay. I told okay. you all of it because yeah. I think that was a big mistake. Yeah, and, I, and Skip, I, I remember when it yeah. happened. I said this happened because of Tom Brady wanting it. Okay. That man ain't retired. The man, loved, he loves coaching. And I've been told the powers that be were not pleased with that move because they think they missed mm-hmm. Bruce's sort of flair. Mm-hmm. And his he's got like quirky, like weird yes. kind of genius about yes. it. I, mean, I don't know if genius is too much, but he's he's coached a yes. bunch of good players. Yes. Okay. So here's what I do know: that Brady was dead last in play action passing this year. He it was only 15% of the time. Yet, help me out with this. In the 15% that he did play action throw, right. he was number one in the NFL in QBR right. on play action passes. Is management holding some of that against Byron? I don't know. Because the other stat that leaps out to me is Tom Brady led the whole league in fourth quarter passing yards and in fourth quarter touchdown passes. How can that be? Well, he said after they beat Carolina, yeah, we're, he was on the stand-up in the sideline interview he did. He said, we're pretty good in the two-minute. Two-minute is no huddle, fast break, yeah. you know, hurry up. Offense, you ain't running okay? that whole game. Okay, all right. But I kept pounding the table over here saying, Maybe they should run it here and there. They ran one series of hurry up against Carolina in the second quarter. That's the only one I saw the whole year where it just came out of nowhere. They went no huddle. Well, you know what, Skip? I said the very thing to you yesterday. I said, guess who's leading the NBA in fourth quarter scoring? And and I said LeBron James. And you said, yeah, that's because they're behind. And what is that doing for them? Are they winning? Yeah, but but he's not closing. Like, he's not closing. Did he close? Okay, but. What did he do in the second half against my Dallas Cowboys? What, what happened? Nothing. You can say hopelessly behind. He threw for two five five, two touchdowns, and no picks because they desperately had to go what? No huddle. Skip. They he, went no huddle. Skip. They went two-minute drill the whole he second half. He did that three scores down. That's like a guy going and getting okay. 50, and they lose okay. by 25. But you could see what was happening. All of a sudden, it started to click because they just went faster. Okay, why didn't it click okay. before? And when he threw the ball with two minutes left to Mike Evans that I thought Mike Evans should have caught, it was a 51-yarder just off his fingertips. I don't know. It's, it's a close call. It wasn't a perfect throw, but it was a very good throw. It's just like right there, and it hits his fingertips, and he can't snag it. If he had snagged it, and he he would have scored, obviously, that would have been 51 more yards. Wait, that's 306 in the second half. Well, now we're starting to threaten the all-time record. But you you see what you do? They're hopelessly behind. I'm just saying. When the game was 0-0 or the game is 6-0, he threw an interception in the end zone. She threw an interception in the end zone. But that's Byron Leftwich's fault. Okay. I just want people to acknowledge Okay. That Tom Brady didn't play well. Why is it so hard to say that? Okay, well, they don't acknowledge that. I can tell you, the, the people in charge down there, they don't think that at all. They think all the circumstances around him they will, were yeah, why. They want, they want the draw. They know that stadium is not going to be sold out every single Sunday for the last, for like it has been for the last three hey, years. Hey, you're starting over. Exactly. That's and they, that's why they won't is it Tom be Brady. Kyle Trask? Are you going to, is that uh, where you're headed? Uh, Kyle Trask, or maybe they draft, draft a quarterback, or maybe they are uh, 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 a veteran guy. Who knows? Maybe they trade for Lamar Jackson. I don't know, Skip. Okay. But you look at 2021 and Tom Brady, Skip, as you said, he was voted number one. It's going to be very now. By, by his peers. By his peers. The number one player yes, in the NFL. Definitely. They just said, you're the best player. So what, That's coming into this year. So what okay. happens if they vote him 21st? 30th. Would that be an indictment that Tom Brady didn't play well? I'm, I'm sure they would vote him. Last year he went to the Pro Bowl. This year he didn't. 
Okay. Last year, Pro Football Focus had him graded number one. It's going to be very interesting to see where they got him graded now. Well, they graded him 10th. That was the final grading that they that he got was 10th. Boy, I sure wish they'd have graded my papers in high school. Okay. Well, Ain't I'm no question I would have been in a Power 5 school. Okay. So we, we saw flashes of him, but, but he's, he can only do so much at 45. You have to support him correctly. You have to give him some protection. They finished 24th in pass block win rate. What do you think is going to happen? Skip, you do re- he can't move. You do, realize, move. Skip, you do realize when you play action, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to take it to the chops. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't want to take it to the chops yeah. because he's 31st in yards per attempt. How many break, jailbreak screens? How many bubble screens? How many smoke screens? How many hitches can you run in the game? Okay. All right. That's I, all they throw. Okay, that's all they got because they could not run the football. Skip. So the running game had to be smoke screens. Skip. Right? Now also, your quarterback does doesn't want to get hit. Well, sure he doesn't. Okay. Would you? Skip, well, why are you playing this game? It is tackle football. Well, he didn't want to get hit in 2020, and they won the Super Bowl. And he didn't want to get hit in 2021, and he scored 24 unanswered against the soon-to-be champion Rams. Who called those plays? Byron left. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so, well, now, so now he did all that in 2020, all that in 2021. He doesn't play the same as he did in 2020 and 2021. 2022, he kind of takes a big step back. Let's, br- let's blame Byron and okay. all the other okay. offensive coaches. Okay. Well, they're, they're blaming a bunch because that's nine coaches gone. That is a complete house cleaning. Yeah. And I think it doesn't have anything to do with Tom Brady because I'm pretty sure Tom Brady ain't coming back through that right. door in Tampa. Well, he shouldn't have the way he stuck. So he stuck it up. Yeah. He stuck, the, 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 the last memory that people didn't have in Tampa, be glad he came. Be gl- I, Skip, I, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm not going to just sit here and say, you know what Tom Brady didn't do, because I realize he did a lot of great things in Tampa, and there's a great they don't they don't have another Super Bowl in their in their man on their mantle if he doesn't come no. in 2020. No, they got so, two, right? They got two. Yeah. So now they got a couple. At yeah. first they were they were stag. Yeah. But they have a couple now. It, it was. Yeah, it's worth whatever they had to go through. It was worth. It, it was well. Yeah. It was well worth it. Yeah. Now. It's going to be tough, Skip, because I told you then. I said, Skip, you're resigning all these old players to try to repeat. And you were right, because they are now, I read the stat last night, are they $60 million over the cap? They're stuck. They're stuck. No, because, they're stuck. He yeah. gone. No, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like, goes, like NCAA stuff where, yeah. where you, you, it's your fault and then you And leave. you did. You go right. get, a, you get right. another job. Okay. And, 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 and so that, that's the it, man, it's, it, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I feel I feel bad for B. I just wish so he, had, I. he had taken that job. Hopefully, moving forward, hey, bro, we we're not hey. we don't get it operated by the same rules you, and guidelines. You, you know what? You better take that job. You don't. You you have to seize the moment. Get it? Yep. And, and, and don't and, look hey. back. Mm-mm. You can't second guess any part of it. Just grab it and yeah. run with it as hard as you yeah. can run with it. Even if you think your hands are going to be tied by the front office, right. you just have to take the Even shot. Even if they ask Skip, if I, get, if I get a number one quarterback, yep. I don't care. You tie my feet too. I agree. But I'm going. I'm you, going because I know I got no chance. I can have the greatest front office. And I heard what Sean Payton saying. He could have the – he want a great front office and then the quarterback. You could have the best – Front office. That can be your brother-in-law. I agree. That's the general manager. Yep. And your father-in-law can be the can be the owner. If you don't have that quarterback, yep. 
Guess what? Pretty well, soon that marriage will break. <laughs> hey, see Bill Belichick. Yes. He's got the greatest front office in football because he's the front office, office. right? Yes. And he doesn't have a quarterback. And you see what ha- how that front yeah. office look? Yeah. That front office look. And all those guys getting jobs, Sirianna and all these guys, they, they got another guy that was – he was at the Patriots. He went to Tennessee. He now did. he's in uh, 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 Arizona. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you see what it – that guy. Think about how many – man, that guy, he's like Delta. He has hired more NFL employees yeah. than Delta hired in the state of Georgia. That's because true. there are a lot of people that hitch their wagon that guy. They got head coaching jobs. They got general <laughs> manager jobs. They got player personnel jobs. And they ain't got nothing to do with them picking. Nope. He got everything to do with that guy right there. That I'm going to give him that much credit. That is true. He's hired more people than he's hired more people than Mr. Kraft. <laughs> he, around the league. Yep. No, it's quite a tree. Yeah. Except the tree doesn't grow, hey. right? Think about here, they keep it on Belichick tree and Andy Reid tree. Uh-huh. They ain't got no tree like him. No. Look at all them coaches that got jobs. Mm-hmm. Look at all them general managers and player personnel and scouting directors that got jobs Everywhere. because of him. I agree. Yep. Whew. Gentlemen, also caught up in the firings, assistant defensive line coach Lori Locus. She was the only female coaching in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. We will see what is in Tampa's future to come. All right, let's talk a little NBA action when we come back. Celtics Warriors last night, guys. Did Boston just have a breakthrough moment? Ooh, we got to discuss. That's next on Undisputed. All right, on to the NBA this morning. The Celtics rallying back from being down by 11 points in the second half. Just four and a half minutes left in the fourth. They force overtime and then a victory against the Warriors last night. Final score, 121-118. Jason Tatum, final stat line, 34 points, 19 boards, and six assists for Boston. Shannon, what's your biggest takeaway from this matchup? Well, I thought the Celtics were one of the two best teams in the East. Um, I think they're one of the two best teams in the NBA, them and the Denver Nuggets, Skip. And I think it's going to come down. I still believe healthy. Uh, the Bucks and the Celtics are going to have a seven-game series, and I believe the Bucks will come out on top. But, Skip, I like what I saw last night because I saw this, and I, I, this team got played this team last year in the NBA Finals. And when it started to go bad, they couldn't correct it. And Al Horford said this year we've taken steps as a group, being a little bit more mature and handling those situations, good or bad. Just continue to play through it. We had some huge mistakes down the stretch, and to be able to overcome that and stay the course, he's absolutely correct. Skip, I, I, I tweeted, damn, Jason Tatum, how many turnovers you going to have? He had five in the second half. He had four in the fourth quarter. He had seven in the game. Mm. And for them to overcome that, uh, uh, Jalen Brown did not have a great game. Marcus Smart liked to have, if Jalen Brown wasn't as athletic, he was about to throw the ball away and give it right back to him up by three. three excuse me. Mm-hmm. I like what I saw. For them to be down by 11 and fight and make every play, get defensive stops, and to find a way to win that ball game, Skip, that says something. That tells me they're grown. They've grown and they're going to continue to grow. They're a tough out. That law firm, like I said, Jalen Brown didn't have the greatest game last night because normally when Tatum has 30, he's high 20s, or, or Jalen Brown is high 20s, 30s himself. He had an off night. He was 7 to 16, had 18 points, got it going in the second half. But I like what I saw. They won ugly. They found a way, and that's what you have to do, Skip. You're not always going to shoot 50% from the floor, 40% from the three, and make 85, 90% of your threes. But to dig deep and to find a way to win a game, mm. I like what I saw from the Celtics last night. They mm. impressed me. They mm. impressed me. They're going to be tough out. They're going to be a tough out, Skip. 
they will be that. But they're not the best team in the East because these 76ers are the best team in the East. And they won again at Portland last night. And you keep overlooking. <laughs> we got a topic. We're going to talk about a topic later today. All right. I, I give you everything you just said about the Celtics. In the end, they just wanted this game a little more than the defending champs. In the end, they showed me a new backbone. Just, mm-hmm. just saying, we're, we're going to send a message to you. We're just a little better than you are now. We, we might not have been last summer or yep. last spring, yep. but we are now. So I'm going to give you all the above. But in the end, this game to me came down to Stephen Curry. And I start with vintage Steph because the shot he made at the buzzer at halftime, <laughs> if we could see it, please, it's 10 feet beyond half court. This is 55 feet. It, it's hard. He steals the ball, which is – who surprised this went in? Okay. It, it, you know how hard it is to shoot a ball that far yeah. with one arm without trying to baseball throw it? Yeah. It's hard to even get it there. you you got to have some incredible strength in your legs to get the ball that far. Skip, did you see the play? They called a timeout. He just got the ball and threw it over his shoulder. And it, and it, it went, went in. <laughs> okay. He is the all-time trick shot artist. You're not winning a game of horse against you, him. You, you are not. And, and, and this was sensational. And, and this is at the end of the half. And then he's just stomping around the court. My town. This is my town. Yeah. Okay, that worked in, but it didn't work in the fourth quarter. <laughs> no. To your point about Jason Tatum, he did have three Jason turnover turnovers down the stretch, and you can't do oh, that. I, I don't know how they even overcame it because they, they came at 635. They're, they're, down, uh, well, they're down eight at that point. He traveled, and then at 308, he had a bad pass. They're down two and 36 seconds left. Another bad pass, and they're down one. I don't know how they overcame that. Exactly. But I can show you why Golden State, despite huge numbers, look at their starting lineup on your stat sheet. Play Andrew they, Wiggins. And all of them. They're all they four, got four in the 20s. Right. Okay, and that'll, that'll work. And, 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 and look, look at Dre Dre Dre's got a triple-double. One assist from a triple-double. Well, wait, didn't he have it? No, he's one assist. One assist, Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so it's, it's 11, 13, 13 and 9. And nine. Okay. All right. Those numbers should win you the basketball yes. game. And to, to that point, you're up nine with 9.36 left when DiVincenzo comes in and bombs a three. Okay, so you're up nine with 9.36. It's at Boston. Who's your best player? Well, a lot of people say he's the best player in the league, and that is Steph Curry. Well, he's got to bring you home. So now let's see what happened in the fourth quarter. This is Steph in the fourth quarter last night. He winds up going one for seven and 0 for five from three, and including the the last second shot that could have won the game, he missed. So could we see his missed threes, the the 0 for five from three? This is this is fourth quarter. Okay, that's a good look for him, and he left. He normally knock knock okay, that down. If, trust me, if one of these goes in, they're probably going to win. That's a little wide left and long. Another pretty that's yeah, contested, but it's a pretty good look. And it's wide right. And then that one's, by his standards, you just got to make that one. And then this is going to be, I think, the game winner. This is for the win. This is it. And he couldn't create enough on Al Horford. Who, uh, by, by the way, Al Horford, Al defensively, Horford yeah, he's he a like, monster. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. He had those blocks he had hey, down the stretch. And, and what, what is it mean? Just like six nine ish. Like yeah. I, I don't think he's the biggest man. And yeah. and he plays so big. And Al got to be in what you're like sixteen or seventeen. He's got. He was huge for them last night. And but but everywhere he's been, he's been huge. Yep. 
Okay, so I just showed you he goes 0 for 5 from 3 in the fourth quarter, and if you make one, you probably win the game, mm-hmm. and he missed the one with that was one second left. That's in regulation. Okay, so in overtime, and by the way, Jalen Brown hit the, the he time hit three. three. That, that was overtime. the biggest yeah. shot that they made all night was Jalen Brown's yeah. three. And that was the only three that he made. Yeah. Okay, so now we go into overtime, and I'm going to show you with, with 55 seconds left, Steph had one last hurrah to cut the lead down to three and make it a game with 55 seconds left. And here we go, and he's up, and he's way wide right because he shot an air ball. Right. Okay, well, that's not him, right? Okay, so w- what point have I made to you? Over his career in the biggest games, especially in NBA Finals and some in Conference Finals, he has not come up clutch. No, no, Because no. it's hard to be clutch from distance. Yes. Because it's a hard shot to start right. with. He's revolutionized the game. But when you need him to make big right. ones under huge pressure, such as we're up three games to one right. in 2016 right. to LeBron's mm-hmm. Cavaliers, obviously, and, and then what happens in games five, six, and seven? I've showed you the numbers. I've showed you the tapes before. Right. He just disappeared. I'm sure he has some buzzer beater skill, but I, no, I, I can't I remember it. Okay. But I can't remember. I'm talking about he hits a three no. to win the game, and they go crazy. Okay. Well, he's made a lot of big shots, and he's a great revolutionary player. I'm yeah. just saying here's another glaring example of a game that, according to our man Chris Haynes last night on TNT, that Golden State had been pointing toward for several weeks. Yes. They wanted to reestablish themselves against this team on its court. Right. Where If you could go win that game, because they've struggled on the road the whole yep. year, obviously. If you go win that game, you send a message not only to the Celtics, you send it to, to the, the whole NBA. league. Yep. Guess who's yep. back, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so now they've fallen to the Golden State Warriors. They're 22-23. and 23. Right. Well, they were desperate enough last night. What did they do? They went with their death lineup to start the game. They went small, right, mm-hmm. because they took Kev- Kevon Von Looney out, out yep. and put Jordan Poole in, right? Yep. And I, for, it worked for a while. Well, I, I'm looking at the numbers. And when when you're when Clay gets 24 and Andrew gets 20 and Jordan Poole gets 24 and Steph gets 29, you'd say, okay, we're pretty good. And then to your point about Draymond, it's almost a triple right. double. Wouldn't that add up to victory on the road? But, Skip, the Celtics absolutely crushed them on the glass. Crushed them. I mean, 63 to 47. Okay, well, that's what happens when you go small. You go small. Right. But the Celtics struggle at shooting the ball at the rim. They were 14 to 25 at the rim. Okay. That's 50. Skip, at the rim? I mean, I'm going to go better than that. I ain't really picked up a basketball in 30-plus years. I got it. I got it. But. Your man Jason Tatum had 19 rebounds last night. Yes. That is his career high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because he's saying, well, I'm, I'm, big, get, I'm bigger get, than any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm a center. I'll be a center. If I'm in this <laughs> I'll, I'll be the center. Right. Because, yeah, he absolutely is. He's taller than everybody out there. Yeah. Okay, so he did what he was supposed to do, and in the end, I'm, I'm giving you this. The Celtics showed me something last night. That's just like backbone. Yeah. They're just saying, no, no. You're not on our level anymore. We're going to do this, and they did that. Yeah. Way to go. But they, Middleton, I need Middleton to come on back. Do you? For your bucks? Oh, yeah. yeah. You see Giannis resting that knee? I think you need Giannis Yannis to come re- on He back. rested. Yeah. But Holiday holding it down. Just, you just better be careful that KD didn't come back, because then all things, all hell's <laughs> going to break loose. Well, y'all going to be so far behind when he do get back. <laughs> y'all uh-huh. might not win a game till he gets back. Yeah. So y'all might uh, at be least the- right now, guys, it's right. Boston Celtics <laughs> yeah. solidly in the number one spot. Solidly. They are 
five ahead of the Bucks right now, Sam. Solidly. A lot of catch-up work to be yeah, done by those other teams. In the two ahead of your six. <laughs> yeah, all right. They're coming. All right, guys. Let's talk hypotheticals. Just how big of a deal would it be, Skip, if your Cowboys oh do win the Super Bowl? I'm about to Oh, unleash. my gosh. Let's talk about that coming up next. Okay, yes, the Cowboys are underdogs in this upcoming weekend's matchup with the 49ers. But if they win, they would return to the NFC Championship for the first time since the 95 season. By the way, that season, also the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Is that an omen? Skip, let's start with you here. Can you put into words, can you try to explain what it would mean to you for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year? Mr. Sharp, everything I'm about to say is directed at you. (laughs) You, for seven years, have have spilled ridicule all over my Dallas Cowboys for doing cowboy things. Seven long years I've had to take you talking about my team. Mm -hmm. So my point to you is, that if my team does manage to pull this off and I give them a shot, maybe even a good shot, not only of winning at San Francisco, but winning an NFC championship game, which would be their first in 27 years, and maybe even going to and winning a Super Bowl, which also would be their first in 27 years. Mm. If those things happen, I am warning you, I will be all-time insufferable. I will be (laughs) merciless on you because you deserve it. Because I'm going to spill back on you 27 long, hard years of torment that has been inflicted upon me on national TV. Because for the last 20 years, I've been on national TV. And day after day after long day, I've had to try to defend my Dallas Cowboys. But I want to preface all this by explaining to you why my torment has built so deeply inside me. Because remember... Once upon a time, my Cowboys were America's team. And before these last 27 years, I'm going to remind you, I had 34 of the greatest years any NFL fan could ever experience because I had the ultimate bragging right, ultimate. And I'm going to detail why I did. So I became a Dallas Cowboy fan at age 10. I told you my uncle took me to a game in Dallas to the old Cotton Bowl. I saw the St. Louis Cardinals beat my Dallas Cowboys. And I wasn't even, I was a St. Louis fan. But I fell in love with the Cowboys th- that day because of those stars on the shoulder pads and on the helmet. helmet. And here they went. And they rewarded me because that year they were 4-9-1. and one. The next year they were 5-8-1. and one. And I started you, – you could just see it coming. They, they slipped back a little bit the next year. But then all of a sudden they go 5-8-1 and one again. And then 7-7 seven and seven because Dandy Don Meredith took over at quarterback. And here they went. They were in what were called NFL championship games. This is the equivalent of the NFC championship, but it was for the league championship for the right to go to Super Bowl one and two. Right. So they play Vince Lombardi's Packers in Dallas the first year and they lost at home 34 to 27. But it was a shootout. It was a great game. And I was not unhappy with it. And then Lombardi's Packers went on 
to beat Kansas City in Super Bowl one. The next year is the Ice Bowl. It was the, the, the worst loss I ever suffered in my NFL fan life because we were way better than the Packers at that point, but it was minus 48 wind chill, and so we could not move, we could not explode on offense, and we lost. But we could have gone on to play in Super Bowl two, and that was against the Oakland Raiders, remember? But the Packers went on and got to do that. From those two games on, I'm going to detail, just, just look at the, the, the expanse of this. In the, in the next, in my first 34 years of fandom, I had two NFL championship games. I had eight Super Bowls. I got five Lombardis out of it. I was in 14 NFC championship games. And in those games, I was eight and six, which is pretty good. 14 of those. I had 23 playoff appearances in 34 years. But would you believe that? In playoff wins, I had 49 over my 34 years, my first 34 years going through that 95 season. 49 wins was, would you believe, 18 more than the second team on this list? 18 more. They they dominated pro football for all those 34 years. 49 wins Mm -hmm. or 49 playoff games. And the, the record was 31 and 18. Right. Those are by far more than anybody had over my first 34 years through 1995. They were the ultimate team. It's how they got to be America's team. But it, it happened so long ago. You even you probably don't remember this. They were number one with a bullet that the, the cowboy fans had ultimate bragging rights all the way In through the 1995. No, all the way. No, all the way. 67. Hey, did y'all didn't do nothing. Yes, we did. In the early 80s, went to three straight NFC championship games. We had one mini drought at the end of Tom Landry when, when it was Gary Hogaboom at quarterback. It was Steve Pelura at quarterback. It was a disaster until the Jimmy Jerry regime right. took over, and they took off right away because they had Aikman and Emmett and Troy. But I mean, and, uh, well, Jimmy uh, didn't Michael. come until 89. Yeah. Okay, so we had but we won the division in 85. See, we, we won it. And then Eric Dickerson ran us off the field yeah, out here in Anaheim. That was the year the Bears won it. Yeah, okay, all right. But but then the, the, the lean years were the Herschel years. Yeah. Herschel, Tony Dorsett. It was 86, 87, 88. But 89, here comes Jimmy and Jerry. You could just see right away they were going to turn the thing around, as Jimmy said, and they took off. Okay, since then, here's the flip side. Since 1996... Would you believe that we have now gone five and eleven in the postseason mm-hmm. over the last twenty-seven years? Five and eleven—that is the worst playoff winning percentage in all of football. Nobody's had a worse playoff record over the last twenty-seven years than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So we went from by far the best, like dominating the best, to by far the worst. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it's been so hard on me because. I, for, for my first 34 years about as a fan, harder. we were it. About we were it. Harder. Okay. Well, it's not because it I got a feeling that's going to be a break. I don't know what that feeling. I don't know why you got that okay. feeling. Okay. So I'm, I'm really trying nice to later. show you I've got pent up anger. I got pent up angst. I got pent up Well, you emotion. ain't going to get it out this weekend. I'm, I'm going to spill it. Uh, I, no, you're not. You're you going to be it's gonna be upset. You're going to be upset. I, and I, you're going to blame Mike McCarthy for what transpired I, I onto a, your behinds on Sunday. I, I got a really good feeling about this. I we're, don't, we're in the right place at the right time. And you are betting on Brock Purdy. You're, you you're, you're betting on your cowboy. Yep. What have they shown you over the last 27 years? You say that's a large sample size. Now, you tell me the medical team that does a sample size for 27 mm-hmm. years. 
five and eleven in the postseason. Five and eleven. That's just horrible. Yeah. So it's a thirty-one percent winning percentage. It's the worst. Exactly. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, but now all of a sudden, you got a feeling. In twenty twenty-three, you got a feeling. Well, I've been there and done all this before, and I know what a Super Bowl team looks like, and my team is starting to look like You said a that Super last Bowl year. No, you I said didn't. last year they were unjinxable. I remember you and Michael Irvin said the same thing. They told, uh, Jerry was quoting what Michael said. He came up in the box, and he used the analogy of the dog. He said, you put that dog in the hunt, and once they tasted that blood, they'll come back. Mm. They different. They never be the same. Yeah. You said the same thing last year at, okay. at the Patriots. Right. It wouldn't get you. Yeah. Was you was over here. You was over here hyping. My team is unjinxable. Okay. You said that earlier this year, too. And Dak threw a walk-off touchdown pass to CeeDee mm-hmm. Lamb, and I thought we have. Mm-hmm. And what Jimmy G do? And Jimmy G threw a walk-off okay. win well, against Wait a y'all. second. What happened on that pass to, to uh, CeeDee Lamb? What happened on it? Dak somehow weirdly rips his calf muscle. Can I ask you a question? Okay, and he's gone. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> now, look at this. You see the difference? In, now, you say your team is talent. Everybody tell me the Cowboys got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Now, look what happened when, Brock, when Jimmy G goes down. Look what Brock Purdy did. If your team is what you said he is with all this talent, what Michael and Jerry said, all this talent, they should be able to put a quarterback in there and keep going right on down the road. Well, didn't they this year? Didn't, no. Didn't Cooper Rush win four out of five? Yeah. When you said they're done? How many games did Purdy win? He's won six in a row. How many, and, and like, yeah, six in a row. Yep. They don't won like 11. Okay. 11 or 12. They won 11 in a row. <laughs> okay, so they're three and a half point favorites. So I will right now take those three no, and a half no for point. five cases. No, you don't want to talk about five You cases. got all this. If you got so much pent up anger, take, give me the points. No. Why not? Well, I'm you not scared. because we're three and a half point underdogs. But if you believe I, I if you, do that, this if is I believe, a juggernaut. They've won 11 straight games. Are you kidding? I've been, I've been in a situation where I was so confident about my team, I gave you the points huh. that they were favored huh. by. Joe Montana Jr., how can yeah, I beat no him? Joe no, huh? you told me Dak Prescott just had a game that will rival anything Troy and Roger Staubach ever I did. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I did Five touchdowns, 300-yard passing but, against the GOAT right. on the road, and you hadn't won a role playoff game since 92, well, and half well, your team wasn't even alive in 92. Please, we cannot put Dak's name in the same sentence with Roger Staubach. I just said that what you told me. He had a game. He had a game of life. He had a game of life. Of his life. His life. You you, you said that too. And remember, I got 27 years of drought, so I'm taking that game. I'm running with that game. He is good enough to go win a Super Bowl. That's what he is. Yeah. He has to stay right on this arc, and he will. I mean, I guess you can say that about every team that's in the playoff. Right now, they're good enough. So hold on. Kansas City not good enough to win the Super Bowl? Sure, they Is are. Buffalo good enough to win the Super Bowl? I don't what know about, about what about the, I'm, not, what, I'm not sold on Buffalo. What about what about Kansas City? I'm not Kansas City. Uh, the Bengals, are they good enough to win the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. What about the Eagles? Are they good enough to win the Super Bowl? Exactly, I'm exactly. Sure. I'm not sure about the Eagles. But you're sure about the Cowboys? I just see uh, – this is legit, and I think you see it too. Put those on. Let me no, see what you see. I, I don't see anything. Let me see, I, let me see them. <laughs> let me see them. How bad are they? They're not that much. What are they? Are they just for sure? Yeah, look at you. I'm Shannon Sharp, and I'm gonna kick your. Yeah. So you see, now all of a sudden you're like, I don't. I, I kind of like these. Yeah. See, I'm telling you. I kinda look, I can see things clearly. Yeah. Now. Wait, Tom Brady's terrible. Nah. He's terrible. Get him out of my sight. Ah. Yeah. So now Thank do you, you see? Now do you see the Cowboys not going anywhere? <laughs> no. Now did you see? No, no I, I saw Super Bowl. <laughs> no, you didn't see. I did. Nah, nah. I think this is it. Well, we see two different things when we look yeah. through these glasses. All right. Because I don't see Cowboys <laughs> in the Super Bowl. All right. That is this weekend. Here we go.
Skip, you look good with Hope yeah, Springs no, Eternal. I, good, I like actually. that on you. I might have to give me a pair of those. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have wardrobe dial them up right now. All right, guys. Let's talk a little college football right now. Deion Sanders, he's flipping oh, college recruits again, one. and appropriately, go, another cornerback, <laughs> right? We're going to talk about that and what it means for the college football landscape when we return. Deion Sanders, Ooh, he's not wasting any time out on that recruiting trail. Now the Colorado head coach, and he is racking up the recruits. Yesterday, five-star cornerback Cormani McLean decided to change his commitment from Miami to Colorado. This is the highest-ranked high school prospect to sign with Colorado since 2006, a big feather in Dion's cap. Shannon, put this in perspective for us. What does it mean for college football? Well, he's off to a, a flying start, Skip. Uh, time is a great, he's a great recruiter. He's a great talker. He's a great communicator. He's able to go into young men uh, homes and talk to their moms, dad, and grandpa uh, uh, grandparents and says, okay, this is what I see for your son. Um, he's up front with them, letting them know, hey, we're not giving you, we're not, you're not assured a spot. If you come in here and play, you're going to play. Uh, the second year in a row, remember last year, Skip, he flipped Travis Hunter, he got him to come to Jackson State when he was headed to Florida State. Yep. He gets this kid to come to see you when he was headed to Miami. And both of these guys play DB. And what he said, Skip, I play DB. Coach Prime is the best DB. I want to be in the same shoes, the same predicament, gold jacket, everything. <laughs> get, get coached by the best DB. Why not? Tom understands that, you know, getting skilled players is great. But you win, O-line, D-line. You look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at the teams that year in and year out skip, that's where they dominate. And he knows it's going to take him some time, but he has to get those guys. But he's off to a great start. I'm happy for him. Hopefully uh, he has great success early on because the more success you have, Skip, the easier it is going to be convinced guys to come. But this is a great, I mean, you know, he's gotten 20 transferred, 18 prospects signed early. He even flipped a four-star running back that was headed to Notre Dame. He did. Got him to come to see you. Yep. So I'm, ha I'm happy for my brother. I don't know how much they're paying him exactly. Maybe you do, no. but it's not enough. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And I don't know how much budget they gave him, but it'll be worth every penny of what, and I know one of the regions was having a hard time with what are we doing here. Right. What you're doing here is turning your football program com completely around. You were one and eleven last year. Yes. One and eleven. You were at the bottom of the pack. What are they pack now? 12. Twelve. Pack yeah. twelve. I keep saying pack ten. Pack twelve conference. <sighs> this is shockingly great mm -hmm. to me because all of a sudden, what you have here, you have the greatest cornerback ever, yep. and it's not even close. Coaching <clears throat> the best cornerback tandem in college football, I'm pretty sure, because right. Travis Hunter is a flat-out right. stud, and I got to watch him this past year as a college player at Jackson he, he State. Might, Skip, he might be a better receiver I than agree, a DB. Obviously, Deion's son has also transferred with him, Shadur, yep. and Shadur's throwing it to Travis Hunter, and I'm yep. like, they're unstoppable. Yep. Well, there's going to be times that these two kids are going to be unstoppable. They might both play receiver because the other kid, Cormani, played receiver for a while until they made him a DB. Right. But they're, they're just sensationally talented, mm -hmm. and they're going to be coached by the guy who knows the position better than anybody. Right. What do you think is going to start happening? Really good things. Yes. I know Jimmy Johnson, first time I ever sat down with him, he said, you win in football 
with people who can rush the passer and people who can cover. Mm -hmm. And that you start with that. So I don't know who rushes the passer. To right. your point, you, you're going to have to get yeah, you're gonna, some. Yeah, you've got to get okay. to be lying and old protective. All right. But to flip this kid on top of that kid, it's such a start because nobody's going to have more talent at those two positions right. or be better coached yes. than those two kids right. will be. And I think they're both big. I look, I was just watching the videos last night of Cormani McLean. He doesn't have his man body yet because he's a little slender. Yes. He's just 165, but he's 6'2". Mm -hmm. So he's got... A, oh, he can grow into that. Hey, he will grow yeah. into that. Yeah. He can fly and he can move. Mm -hmm. and, and you want to talk about ball skills? Whew. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, th 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 this is on the map kind mm -hmm. of signings where y y you've got this, Dion. Yeah. You're on... And, and, you know him better. I, I covered him and got to know mm -hmm. him a little bit. But the point was, I could have never seen him being a coach because he's he's like, he's a superstar. And most superstars don't want to have to work this hard. This is hard work, Or man. have the patience. That's what I'm saying. They this have the patience, patience to do things. I mean, because like I said, Skipper, you got to think about how it looked easy. Yeah. But, I under, but I know how hard he worked and how hard he studied. And now the guys you're coaching are never going to be as talented as you. Mm -mm. I mean, you coach, you coach a 50 year, you coach 50 year. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, but these two kids are about as close as you're yeah. going to get. So, but, yeah. I, but, and, and so I think the thing is, Skip, the thing that he can do really well, he can really communicate. And, it's, and yeah, he can coach, but it's about life lessons because he wants these guys yeah. to be something just in case football doesn't come. Can I teach you to be a great son? Can I teach you to be a great husband? Can I Beautiful. teach you to be great? And right, other which is why he wants to stay football. coaching 18 to 22-year-olds, and he doesn't want any part of the next level. Yeah, he's like, hey, them guys make too much money. They don't want to listen. No. <laughs> no, they don't. No. No, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Well, way to go, Dion. It's going to be fun to watch what he does with that squad, guys. He has certainly had a huge impact already without even playing a single game. All right. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson, guys, this is mm -mm. a soap opera that just continues to unfold. Do you think they're going to find a way to make things work and sort this out? Mm. Let's discuss that next when we return right here on FS1. end-of-season interviews yesterday. General Manager Eric DaCosta and Head Coach John Harbaugh dishing about Lamar Jackson. You're going to want to hear this. Take a listen. I truly believe Lamar wants to finish his career in Baltimore. I, I just believe that in my conversations with him and just watching him and talking with him and communicating. I think John feels that way too. So all of those things kind of work together for me. I have every faith that it's going to get done and and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. Mm. We will see, won't we? Mm. All right, Shannon, what is your reaction to what Harbaugh and DaCosta had to say? What people say and what people do is something entirely different, Skip. Yep. Nothing says the job wants you better than money. Okay, oh, we'd love to have you. We, you have everything. We looked at your resume, and it's impeccable. Mm -hmm. We love that you went to Harvard. We love that you have training. We love that you did this and this. All your experience is unbelievable. But we can only pay you that. You don't want me. <laughs> you don't want me. Skip, we've seen people stand before the, uh, uh, the judge or, or a, a minister and profess their love until death do us part for sickness and in health and rich and for poor. Mm -hmm. But what does your action say? Yeah. Man, I want to get up out this thing. You keep telling, look, you tell Lamar, we want you. 
Steve Bashotti, who's the owner, wants you. Eric DeCosta, who's the general manager, wants you. Uh, John Harbaugh, the head coach, wants you. That ain't what the contract say. The contract say y'all perfectly fine if I walk out the door. Skip, my grandfather said a lot of things. But one of the best things he told me and my brother, he said, boys, I see better than I hear. He said, I told y'all to take that trash out. I told y'all to cut that grass. And y'all mm. told me when I got back, it was going to be done. Mm. I, see the trash in the, I see the trash in the corner. Mm-hmm. I see the grass ain't being cut. Lamar said, I see better than I hear. I hear everything that y'all said. Mm-hmm. And it sounds good. But when I looked at that contract, it, that didn't match what y'all were saying. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, oh, it's just words. That phone, uh, Akeem David and NDRE, you got to tell me something more than words. I already heard that. I already heard it. Make the money right. Yeah. So John Harbaugh, whom you know pretty well, his quote was yesterday, it's a 200% chance that Lamar stays in Baltimore. 200%. Uh, says who? Says you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you ain't cutting says you. Okay. You ain't got to put two a quarter of a bill in escrow. <laughs> so this is nothing but the start of the off-season PR battle mm-hmm. because they're trying to put all, all the, the onus on. back on Lamar. You know how it goes. So. Hey, hey. We want him. We love him. He loves us. He loves playing here. We want him, and it's going to happen. I, I give it a 200% shot. Well, all of a sudden, the ball goes back in Lamar's court, the PR ball, and now Raven Nation is saying, Okay, Lamar, is this true? Lamar said he don't need 200%. He need 200 million. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Man, it, it just doesn't feel right to me. I know they said all the right things yeah. because what else are they going to say? Exactly. We got a problem here? They're not going to say that. It, Eric DaCosta did say it takes two to tango. Well, it, it right. does, but you got to be the first one to yeah. tango, right? What music? I mean, Lamar uh-huh. said, I, you, you know the music I like to dance to. And right now, y'all ain't playing it. So I'm on the sideline. Hey, I'm on the wall. Now you skip, everybody got that one song. I don't care. Man, I ain't dancing tonight. But they hit that song. I know. Then you go. Your boy, your boy out there. Yep, I know. <laughs> right now, Lamar had heard it. Okay, so we're, we're heading headlong toward Tagville here. <laughs> And you got the non-exclusive tag, which they could try, which is much cheaper for them. It's only 30 to 35 million, but it gives you the right to shop. Right. And if somebody says, yeah, we do want you for X, then they have the right to to match match that. Right. But if they don't want to match it, they can get two first back for you. Right. Okay. Then there's the exclusive one, which is 45 million. And you are theirs. Right. And I got to tell you, from the Lamar I've been closely observing, if you put that tag on him, he's not going to be a happy camper. Mm -mm. Nope. Right. You're, you're going to go through much the same kind of year you just went through right. because this is still under his market value at right. forty five. Right. So let me let me. So if it's forty five million, let's just say in the next year is fifty five million. That's a hundred million. And on top of that. So at the bare minimum, he said, at least I'm looking at one hundred and sixty million, at least fully guaranteed. That's that. Skip. That's that bare minimum. That's going to get me to pick up your phone. Because as a matter of fact, I'm going to change my number because I don't want nobody to call me. <laughs> Mama, you got my number, and if anybody asks for it, you don't have it. I'm going to see how serious you guys are. I'm gonna, I, I ain't going to get on social media. I ain't, I ain't tweeting nothing about give me my money. Y'all know what I did. Take care of me, and I take care. Mm-mm. Mm. I'm done talking. Okay, and then there's the final avenue here, and that would be for them to shop him right. to tr- trade him. Right. It just feels like it's hitting that kind of wall to me. Right. That's where it feels like it should head because right. 
I think they they played their cards. Right. They showed you, no, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. They could have saved their season by giving him his money down the stretch of the season because you picked him at midseason to go win the Super yep. Bowl because they're good enough. Yep. yep. I, I hate to say it because I picked Cincinnati, but if Lamar had been happy, right. like he wasn't completely healthy, but if he'd been happy with the new deal, I think he would have played, and I think Cincinnati would have had a hard time of winning that game. All I know is is that when he got hurt, they were leading the division. Yep. All they, everything, I don't know, what I, whatever happened, we saw what happened yep. after that. But they were living, they were winning the division, even after blowing several of those games. Blowing that game to Miami, Skip, blowing that game to Jacksonville. They did. They still had the lead in the division. They had the lead. And if you add him to the mix or re-add him to the mix, I, I think they might have taken off. I believe they win the division because okay. I don't believe Pittsburgh beat them. With Lamar Jackson, I don't believe Pittsburgh beat them in Baltimore. Okay. And I'm not so sure that the, uh, uh, the Bengals would have beaten, beaten them last week. Okay, so the owner did not want to pay for that right to go win whatever you could win, right? right. Okay. Ravens fans want him back, I am sure, but football fans everywhere just want to see him on a football field. Oh, and Greg season, Roman guys. stepped down. He stepped down. Good point. Indeed. Yes, absolutely, Shannon. All right, let's talk about your Lakers next, Shannon. Do you think they have a prayer of beating John Morant and the Grizzlies tonight? Let's discuss coming Mm -hmm. up next. LeBron, questionable tonight. That left ankle still bothering him. The Lakers are seven-point home underdogs. To John Morant and the Grizzlies, Shannon, what shot do you give your Lakers of pulling off this upset? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, Skip. I mean, this is, a good, this, this is a great team, a great rebounding team, a big team with Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson. They kept pounding the grass, they young, glass, they young, mm-hmm. they athletic. But 100% chance because we got goat. 100%? percent <laughs> Okay, you want to do just one case on it? I'm being, I'm, I'm having mercy you don't give me on points? you. No, Excuse you, you favor by seven and a half. You, you play everybody close and then you lose. Yeah, that's what because I'm the goat can't close. They, I, I, they got Big Steven Adams, yeah. Jared Jackson. They got, they got Jod, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain. No, you're not going to win this game. I'll take Memphis. Give me the points then. Give me the points. You, you scared? Say you scared right now. I want to hear you say you scared on national TV. That they play everybody to the wire every time and they lose every game. Give me seven and a half. No. I tell you what, I give me five. You, you just said 100% chance. But I want the five points. Huh? Five points. That's all I'm asking. No. I only want the seven and a half. I want the five. No, you'll play them close and lose. We're <laughs> out of time, You see, I got scared Everybody around. Everybody at home, scared. enjoy this wonderful weekend of football. <laughs>